Rushmore. It's a quiet town in southern Ustalov on the banks of Lake Incarthen. Hardly a memorable thing about it up until recently. The city's citadel fell silent. The guards all disappeared. Then, of course, there was that business at the asylum. The councilmen showed back up. They're an odd bunch, enforcers and performers. Researchers, magical scholars. And the new man with them, too. They were sent in there by the Count, though he's disappeared these days, too. He abdicated his throne, left his manor atop the hill. Who knows what Faith Rushmore will face now? But I have a feeling these folk have a steady hand in it. The start of a whole new saga for this party here. You have left Briarstone Asylum. You can see the outside world again. You can see the little hamlet of Thrushmore in the distance across the water. And there's a dock with a couple of boats right there to move you over. We're leaving behind everything that we experienced in these hellish past few days. And with that, too, on our end of the show, we're going to leave behind a couple of things. We're going to update some things. We're going to change a little bit of how we run this adventure. Previously, you feasted upon blesses and hero points and beautiful things to help you from the audience. We're gonna change that a little bit. That's still gonna happen, but we're gonna make it a little bit more interesting. We have a thing that I've used in the past, but it's it's been a minute since it's come up. And that is... Oh, speaking of Quest for the Frozen Flame. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, go figure. This is one card out of the Hero Point deck. When you are given a hero point by the audience now, instead of pulling a coin out of your little bag, I will pass you around the table the top card from this deck. Every one of these has one of a huge spectrum of different powers listed on it. Some of them have some conditions of how they can be used, all of them impactful. With this card, you can use the power listed on the back or you can choose to burn the card for a reroll, just like we did before with the coins. He doesn't mean burn it. We have to set it we, on we fire. Literally set we it on fire. Lighters and scatter the, the ashes. Yes. <laughs> Good. One of you Excellent, even. <laughs> already has a hero point from the first season. I'm going to hand you this card. What you're going to do is you're going to look at it. You're going to read out loud the title at the top and the flavor text at the very bottom. And then you're going to read to yourself what it does. And just put a face on your desk. Okay. And then you can use this power whenever you want, or you can cash this in for a reroll. So, proof of concept here. Take one down. Pass that down the table, my friends. <laughs> There's a little bit no, of a gap. No. So, it's going <laughs> in the boulder. 
Zandalus's folder? That's mine. Oh. This brick oh, is delivering. <laughs> delivery man brick. New job profession. She's gonna know all your secrets. Wait, there are no secrets in that folder. See, that's part of the, the <laughs> part of the whole ordeal is you have to find you, you it. You gotta find the card. No, it's, 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 it's an escape room. <laughs> you gotta solve the puzzle. Okay. I still have Zandalus's folder, actually. Read the title. Okay. Endure the onslaught. May the... fire temper you and blades harden your resolve. This sounds like some Kelly kind of a, sounds, sounds a like some kind of a defensive power. But you again, whatever it says on there, I looked at the title. I did not actually read the body text of that. That is your ability to know, and only you, for, for the moment, know what that power is. So the party has no idea what you are capable of pulling out with that. Uh, and neither do I, because again, I didn't read it. That That's is a so cool. magic little trump card of something, or maybe just a reroll at an so important So it can be time. that or a reroll. Or a reroll, either way. I also have one villain point. In the interest of, you know, <laughs> not killing everybody, <laughs> my <laughs> villain points are still just going to be rerolls. I'm just going to keep them as coins. Some of these cards, they generally are stronger but a little situational than what you would get out of just a reroll. You guys are going to experience enough difficulties in Strange Aeons. We don't need to compound that by giving me superpowers. <laughs> now, once upon a time, we had Blesses and Banes, like what was uh, redeemed in there. This was my suggestion. This was your suggestion. <laughs> I immediately, as all suggestions brought to me by Derp, said no. That's stupid. <laughs> Just because it came out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. yeah. Then I thought about it. I was like, it's actually cool. So, <laughs> I mean, that's a proper response, isn't it? No, it's a, it's just a reasonable trained reflex do, when he tells me things. I do the same thing, too. <laughs> Blesses and Banes are no longer what are going to be accessed through channel points. As a matter of fact, just by hanging out in our live streams on twitch.tv slash UGT show, you will be able to hand out hero points or villain points to the party. Or, like Maverick here, you can do the direct support and give everybody a neat card. Ooh. I'm just gonna hand oh you a stack gosh. of five. Marcus, don't look at them, just pick one, pass it down, and then read your the name of yours. <laughs> we'll just do the names, because everyone's getting one. Rollback, hand off. <laughs> Hold the line. Steady. Steady. <laughs> Pierce resistance. Even coal burns to ash. Spark of courage. You don't scare me. Look how all of just like, no. no. I'm not going to die. Uh, last second sidestep. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> and I will take the villain points. Give me a second reroll for these. Oh. And speaking of chat Ooh. redeems from Blade Tiger, wouldn't be a very horrific horror adventure if it were stacking the player's favor, topping me off at three <laughs> villain points before we even started our adventure here. You didn't have to do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Where did Blesses and Banes go? Well, I'm changing them for a couple of reasons. Plus ones and minus ones, while neat, are kind of tedious to keep track of, and it felt weird when I used them because you guys can't even actually see what I'm rolling. So you just, even if you take my word for it, you don't get the, like, you don't get to see, we don't get the like, oh, the plus one really does it because like stuff's just happening to you. So we're gonna make it very apparent what's happening. We're gonna make it exceptionally clear. I'm gonna bless 
or a bane has gone off. It's going to be very obvious. Don't worry. Blesses and banes are now crit cards. Some of you may be familiar with this deck. It's a spooky deck. I may regret this, but it's going to be funny. <laughs> That's Blesses exactly what next I wanted. Week, actually, no. <laughs> Blesses will apply the next time that you roll a natural 20 on an attack or an enemy rolls a natural 1 on a save against the damaging spell. And Banes will do the opposite. When you get a natural 1 to attack or an enemy gets a natural 20 on a save against the damaging spell. These are wild. <laughs> I will tell you in advance because we're going to change this a little bit. Some of these say you slash they die instantly. We're not doing those. <laughs> Replace that with just, well, in, in most cases, it's, it's just going to be triple damage. Some of the, the natural 20 cards are just triple instead of double. If it says instant death, it's just going to be triple instead of double. If it says instant death on the nat one card, we'll figure out something else. <laughs> so we're not going <laughs> to kill you toe. instantly <laughs> with these cards. Where I don't, I don't want the there's funny... There's not a lot of those. There's not a lot. I could just take them all out of the deck. Um, but it's like one quarter of each of the cards because they're, they're sorted based on what kind of attack you've done. If you get one of these and it triggers, depending on what type of damage you're dealing or what kind of attack you had, bludgeoning, piercing, slashing, spells, uh, melee or ranged in some cases, they've all got a different effect that fits on what it did. So each of these cards is actually like four effects piled together based on what kind of attack triggered it. I will not receive these cards. You cannot bless and bane the GM anymore. A, because again, it was kind of weird applying the dice you can't see. B, because I don't need a card that says you take triple damage. <laughs> I don't, that does, that does not need to be in my hands. That's okay. Not important. <laughs> not? Not important. What are you, a cat? I thought that was going to be the name Nias. of somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Thanks, not important. Thanks, not. <laughs> Finally, our wheel and woes remain unchanged because they're neat and fun. That's exactly where they were before. How neat and fun are they? They're super neat and fun. They are, I would say, an undeniably good They've only ever time. been fun times and not at all scary ones. Um, We've lost no friends to them. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> certainly didn't almost kill one of our party members. Or all of them. And saying Fox 10. <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> Speaking of which, Twitch may have kept me from seeing the beginning of the stream, but I will give the woe for the hardcore start. So... <laughs> Our we'll just go in. I got three villain points and a woe loaded in the chamber. The boat sinks. <laughs> Get swimming. You kids. drown. Everyone dies. Okay. <laughs> That's still the same as it was. So we've got some new things in here. We're going to get some new interesting powers. The support that all of you give us that keeps this show going is going to be definitely more impactful. <laughs> I definitely hero points becoming cards and bringing in the critical hit cards. Oh, baby. They are going to be more I impactful. See. You're going to, mm. some stuff is going to happen when you support the show now. It's not going to be a plus or a minus one anymore. It's going to be explosions and or hellfire. If you give I'm me sweating. a crit deck card, I'll show you what happens when you one shot somebody. <laughs> but <laughs> that's a threat and a promise. That aside, welcome in everyone to a new season of Strange Aeons.
We stand here with this uh, system that I have created, the stress system. That is kind of in the spirit of the old Sandy rules in Pathfinder 1st Edition. And we have seen it come to fruition a couple of times throughout our first book for you two, specifically over there, Trey and Cammy. Two varying results. Yeah. Two very, very different. different results. But before we begin... It's a 50-50. Something good happens. Statistically, <laughs> so far, it seems to be. Before we begin, let's briefly go back through this. Our newest member of the party here, Marius, we found the asylum. Now having finally seen the sun outside again, having survived the ordeals of the Briar Sun incident. Only one stress riding here. You want to briefly introduce yourself and your character? Um, yeah, are we just restarting like full description or just and kind of how we are? you want to. Um, Marius, I was um, an anvil dwarf, um, came here trying to you know figure out what uh, what the what the chain of knights uh, was about and what how it was used to kind of disrupt me and my family's life, um, and then you know along the along the course of our adventure, I, I kind of died a little bit. Um, a, little, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, a rough time. And um, I'm not feeling great and kind of feeling a little ghoulish. A little, a little ghoulish. He's uh, looking a little ghoulish at this yeah. point, I believe. Yeah. With four points of stress, because you were just on the cusp of breaking when you finally made it out. I was the lowest for the longest time. <laughs> well... Now you've been the highest for quite a while. And you're starting off with four points of stress. The only one who's still even out in the sun now with this, this seemingly behind you. Still truly shaken to your core. Give us your introduction. Who are you? I am playing MD, or in former life, Brick. Um, Brick. He's a hulking mountain of an orc, six foot eight. Um, just bulging um he's covered in these scar <laughs> i'm covered in these scars this he's almost like ritualistic ritualistic is the word i'm looking for thank you escape my time i felt it fit good yeah ritualistic scars adorns his arms and you can even see underneath his cut off sleeve that go up into his chest as well and then one large scar on his forehead leading back to the back of his head um he is wearing a breastplate made out of furnace door still and he's kind of wary at this point things happen often and quickly and people get in danger very quickly so he's just kind of always looking around making sure everyone is okay and cammy isn't running off somewhere on the other side of the table here we have two that are currently at zero stress, but well, technically, not because it was managed well. I'm at zero. <laughs> She's at ten. But uh, more so because... I, I reset. They, <laughs> they both were tested a little bit, I'd say, by the trials in Briarstone Asylum, and each of them reacted in a bit of a different way. Let's start with you. Who are you? 
Trey Huglum the Unbroken. The only one to come out of the asylum with a smile on his face <laughs> and his sword raised high. Uh, an ugly hog- hobgoblin. I don't know a- if they come in another flavor. Well, akin to <laughs> a-, a naked cat. Like one of, one of the hairless cats. It's about what you see when you look at his face. It's got that wrinkly forehead, wrinkly kind of forehead <laughs> that, that whole shape to it. Confident stride, tall, strong, not quite as tall and built as MD over here, but definitely in his improvised pipe armor, a fierce opponent for those who have to face him down. On the other side of this, going down <laughs> pretty significantly, Yes. The fourth member of our group. Yes. Also now with zero stress, but you you didn't handle breaking quite as well no. as Trey did. No, Who are I you? Not. I am Cammy. Well in, in a previous life I was Edelmay, but now affectionately uh, misnomered or renamed by the <laughs> party is an itty bitty gnomish lady. Um you're piloted by an insatiable force of chaos. <laughs> Slowly driving Best the party. Best description of I could ever imagine. <laughs> and this gun I found. Slowly driving the party to an, a level of insanity that maybe she hasn't even reached. But maybe. <laughs> Perhaps there is a reason you are in an asylum before we started this adventure. Starting to wonder if I actually should leave. <laughs> Starting to see their point. Um... All kind of fun and games until just sort of hitting a breaking point near the end of chapter one after reaching the precipice of stress that her body would allow. The two of you have been tested. You reached the maximum stress. I tried. In the first chapter of the adventure, you tried very hard to do that. You really wanted to know what would happen. I you tried very hard to avoid it. <laughs> yeah, both of you ended up there all the same, and you were one off <coughs> of being tested. Two. Cammy broke a little bit. Trey was resolved and became stalwart. We have an insane gnome. <laughs> Hobgoblin, a huge orca, very much undead dwarf. Yeah. I think we can just—it's okay. We can—we can, we can yeah, just we can see straight at each other. Yeah. We have one more left in our party here, somewhere just kind of in the middle of yeah. all this. Went about the average <laughs> of this uh, of this stress just scale. Just your average Naturally. man, right yep. here. Naturally, as it should be. There is nothing average about that character. Who is there? Member of our party. Yeah. Uh, easy. Just a typical average human just making his way in the world. Just a uh, regular guy. Just trying to Just your regular Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> Chiseled jawline. Just a regular baby man. Leo. It's <laughs> <laughs> a stranger on a bus, you know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just. Um, Found a violin with someone else's name on it and said, that could be me. <laughs> that could be me. I want to play a violin. Some people know me this as Martin. Probably nice. <laughs> but I don't know if I am Martin. Martin Stenka. But um, I think I'm just trying to stay alive. And I'd really like to go and maybe get a haircut. Eat some <laughs> a warm food that's not corn. And corn meet meal. people that aren't in an asylum. And... 
<laughs> you know, MD almost killed me in an accident. We're not good company. And it's all right. An I accident. I, no, this <laughs> was an accident. <laughs> to be fair, you are the most dangerous company he has been in. Statistically, <laughs> <laughs> you are the most, out of all of the ghouls and monsters you have met, you are the most likely person to kill him. I've dealt the most damage. I was damaged. Yeah, easy took more collective damage from. MD, then if you add up all the other damage in the asylum. a running you, the player, in campaigns. Why does this happen to you so often? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. John Double Homicide Tiller, what do I mean? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> the guys want to tell a story. I just let them tell the story. The five of you, as I said before, have escaped the nightmare of Briarstone Asylum, where four of you simply awoke with no knowledge of how you got there, no memory of who you were. And one of you simply trapped by circumstance within its walls. In these last few days... <laughs> He's a victim of circumstance. You have met new friends and allies. You have fought against absolutely terrible foes. Now, outside on the lawn, outside on Briarstone Isle, it's a new day. You have had some time to patch yourselves up from the incredibly mortal battle that you had at the end of the previous season to collect your thoughts to decompress somewhat out here in the sunlight. Something you had not seen in quite some time trapped within the asylum's walls and yards. And over the course of, you literally don't. I yeah, with don't. with no memories, this is the first time you can you can remember seeing the sun. Is that? <laughs> oh, it's so bright! <laughs> it burns. Why is there fire in the sky? This truly is a nightmare. Over the course of the last hour, hour and a half, slowly, more figures have trickled out from the asylum. More survivors, more refugees. Some that you have known from your sanctuary in the Ferasman Chapel, some that you had briefly encountered in Zandalus's camp, the cultists deeper within. Somewhat surprisingly, no massively small few stragglers recognized by no one. Others like Marius, who had simply hidden away in nooks and crannies who had been trapped in smaller groups on what's left of the upper level, some that claimed to have been wandering the island itself around the outskirts of the building, trying to avoid the uprising that the Apostles of Norpament had led. You know, the, those people sound an awful lot like cultists trying not to admit they were cultists. Because <laughs> we know what happens when you go outside. Well, it's relatively easy to tell who the cultists are because, you know, very painted. <laughs> can really see it all over their face. They're still painted. Like a couple of you are still, actually. Just my armor. Yellow paint across the uh, the furnace pipes of your armor, and uh, some of you still smeared across your faces as you tried to blend in with Pretty the sure apostles. Pretty sure washed off with the tears, yeah. so <laughs> I don't think my it's there pants. anymore. That's <laughs> fine. As we begin this new chapter of the adventure... Maybe some of you, maybe a couple of your friends, Winter and Boston York, perhaps, have headed down to the pier, the small dock out in front of the asylum that leads to the walkway that once led to its grand entrance. 
Though the fog has parted and the nightmare has ended for now, the state of the asylum was no dream. Nearly all of those within its walls are not here to see the end of this adventure. The building is still collapsed, lying in ruin. All of that is as real as the sun you now see overhead. So too are a pair of boats at this pier. Simple, man-rowed ships that would take you in towards Thrushmore. Neither of these are particularly large. Briarstone has no real need to shuttle dozens of people at a time across the waters of this lake, of this ocean. It's difficult even to tell. The water seems to extend infinitely behind you, but it is quite still, almost like a mirrored surface in the afternoon. Well, there's an easy way to tell. Lick it. Yeah. <laughs> you just go suck it down. Hope it's not ocean. <laughs> no, just, you put it in your mouth, push it, spit it out. Fair enough. Those of you, if you wanted to just put the water in your mouth, yeah, it's fresh water. Yeah. If you're that curious about it, that's a problem that could that's be solved. That's an easy answer. That's <laughs> You could learn. Science. Three stress. Winter and York would gather the group of you down by the pier. Two of perhaps your closest companions you had met during your time in the asylum. The two who had headed up the group of survivors you first met at the chapel. York, bow slung over his shoulder still. Just kind of look across the group of you and nod towards the boat. Uh, well, never really been in charge of a moving thing myself, but I mean, I've been across here for shifts for years and it doesn't look like it's that difficult. It helped row. How hard can steering a dinghy be? Yeah. We can see Thrushmore. You can see Thrushmore. The town is distant. The journey on the ship is going to, or on the boat, it's not, not, not worthy of being called a ship by any stretch of the imagination. Dinghy. It's going to take some time. It is small and distant. But you can see the little pinpoints of lights and windows and little wisps of smoke rising from chimneys. You can see like other bigger boats over there? Fishing you can boats. see that there would be some larger boats and you could certainly see some fishing boats scattered out across the surface of the water around. Mm. Uh, absolutely you would. What time of day is it? It would be probably mid-afternoon by now. The sun having passed its zenith started to head down towards the horizon, maybe like 3, 4 p.m. Well, we're not going to make it over there if we don't start. It really can't be harder than fighting off a nightmare. I figure these never taken more than a dozen people in one of these boats at once, but we've uh, never really had any particular need to. So, uh... All we gotta do is get back and send a bigger boat. If we can... Well, we'll have to see what we can find. Um, I don't really have any dock contacts. Most of the people I know are my family or we're here. And, uh, Winter nods hand on her spiraled Ferasmin pendant, as near always it is. Well, once we return, I'll seek out Royal Accuser Omari. She can commandeer any ship that she needs. She's got the authority of the uh, the authority of the country binder. I'm sure she'll be understanding and lend a kind ear. I'll make my way to her, and we can organize passage for the rest of those here on the island. But and she just sort of looks over towards the surprisingly at this point kind of mixed group of survivors. It's not. Mostly, 
all of the chapel survivors on one side and the cultists on the other, they have intermingled. They are just people. But one of them does sit back a bit separate from the rest. Uh, sitting with his back against the wall of the asylum itself out next to the door. Legs just splayed out in front of him, a book in his hand. His silver hair pulled back into a tight ponytail is over Zanglis. I... He belongs here. He does, but it oh. does seem like this asylum well, isn't exactly going to remain operational anymore. I don't know how long it's going to take to repair the building, but it would be a county job that could take months, if not years. This building was huge and its damage is severe. I wasn't there. I don't know what all of you saw. I just know what I saw during the collapse. Those cultists and all the murders were committed were in his name. He led that uprising. He started all of this. And from what little I understand of what you told me, not just of the patient uprising, but of the, the fog and the monsters themselves, he... He's too dangerous for us to ferry back, surely. Technically, he didn't lead any of it. He was a centerpiece that was used for it. But he wasn't commanding them to kill everyone. Dude's just not quite all there. Riots don't happen by accident. I saw how zealous they were. Surely you must have as well. I think he was being manipulated. By... By what? By who? By the book. I, as I said, I, I know much less of this than you, which is why. We don't really know either. <laughs> Didn't he also say he, like the count was interested in? He uh, mentioned the meeting. count, yeah. yeah. But he hadn't specifically said, oh yeah, the count like told me to do all this. Uh, I am not judge, jury, and executioner. It is not my place to decide his fate, and perhaps not any one of ours. But if it should be anyone's, you seem to un his, understand his situation the most. I truly must profess I do not believe it wise to bring him back with us to, to town to Thrushmore. Who knows what more damage he could inflict if something like this were to an occur in an entire town. I think you need the book for that, and we have the book. Without the book, I don't know if he can really do much. He's just crazy. I don't think he's dangerous now. Your kind of nods. Um, I... I don't, uh... I get where Miss Winter is com uh, coming from, of course. Uh, he, he, he's, uh, I mean, if there's a root cause for all this to be pinpointed to a single thing, it, it does uh, seem like it's him, but... He's a patient here for a reason. I mean, you're, you're right, I... He's been here longer than I have, and I've worked here for... 25 years he's he's a lifer and the administrator was tending to him directly I don't know a lot of the specifics about his situation but it doesn't seem right to hold any of this against him it doesn't seem right to just leave him here either with nothing no one should be left this does uh, bring up a second concern uh, Briarstone wasn't really a re I'm, it wasn't a quick rehabilitation kind of facility. About more than half of our patients were call up lifers. We really never expected to send them home. 
most of these people have nowhere to go. Perhaps we can ask the Count for his assistance in housing them. And, uh, just kind of nods. Well, I would pray we could petition him for aid, but his absence is the reason that I'm here, after all. Uh, there is an inn in town, but to my understanding, only one, and not a particularly large one at that. But that's not a problem you need to trouble yourselves with. York and I, we've been, well, the rest of us have worked together to keep us safe, and, well, the rest of these folk now are just more we'll protect. We'll do what we can. You've surely done more than your part. So, what do you wish to do with Xandalus? So this was, like, the best medical rehab facility in the area, but there's other, maybe lesser, smaller facilities in nearby towns? Nearby is perhaps a stretch, but to my understanding, this well, many of these patients would have come in from all throughout Avistan, all throughout the inner sea region, from neighboring nations and nations beyond that, even. This Firestone is where they sent was, the problems. Well, Firestone was unique. It was very much ahead of, it, ahead of the times in its treatments. We could find other places, but that would take time, that would take passage, we'd need wagons, we'd need ships. We need, well, the Administrator Lissandro's connections. Again, these are problems we can solve in the coming days, but right now, if we're going to leave Zandalus here, if we're going to take him with us, if we're going to do something else entirely, that's something we should decide. And maybe we can we check him into the nearby jail just for the meantime, and then we find a better place for him. He needs to be kept separate from everybody else. I mean, We've had, I mean, everybody who's here has survived this long in the asylum, kind of more or less on our own. Um, so, I mean, if they're willing to, people could stay here. We could try to get to land and send up more supplies this way so that there's, like, food and things. We're not uh, planning on ferrying everybody over tonight. Uh, yeah. But I don't know what else might still be left in the asylum. You've seen the kind of things that roam in there. You've seen the face stealers and undead and worse. The mist is gone, but we don't know for sure that everything is. I don't know that if we really want to let anyone go back into the asylum if it wasn't entirely necessary. And he just kind of gestures over to where everyone's just kind of found the lawns here, and all the supplies from the camps have been ported out here. Uh, what's left of the foodstuffs and the water, all the tents from the cultist camp, uh, still in the process of being moved. They are all being moved out onto the lawns. Has Rin made his way out? Have we seen his face since he went invisible? Yeah. Oh, Elborn? Yeah. <laughs> Birdie bird. Elborn. Uh, Ren Elborn. The doctor. Yeah. The doctor. <laughs> and perhaps title only, that you had met up in Zandalus's camp would have arrived. Yes, he would be with... Such a doctor. More the uh, <laughs> somewhat aloof, not really sure where he belongs. He would have ditched his doctor's jacket by this point. <laughs> but he is here. Uh, he seems to have made it. He would have been able to explain briefly uh, what had happened. The, the invisibility that had been cast on uh, cast on him during all the You're chaos welcome. right before everything happened. <laughs> and then that he had made his way back out into the collapsed pantry back behind the cultist camp and just kind of hidden out there. 
not really sure what to do, not feeling like he could come back into the camp without immediately getting grabbed by Grandma. He, uh, he stayed out there until the sun came out. He didn't know what else to do. But he is alive and well enough. Your friend's alive. Glad. No one dies. <laughs> Nobody oh, dies. A lot of people have died, but... Not anymore. Well, uh, I suppose just leave him here then. But I guess the plan is... Well, we had a, a couple of patients that are similarly not really safe to be in the general public, but um, I don't know if any of them made it. The two that come to mind were uh, Clay's Penigen and Agri Loomis. Dead but, and dead. Oh, yeah. Will, I suppose, speak with the town guard and see if they can spare a jail cell for Zandalus just until we figure out something better to do with them. Maybe it's nothing, the best place for them. Nothing much we can do except head back and inform. All right. We're... I'll, I'll help, Ro. Winter wants to head back to make contact with uh, Accuser Amari as soon as possible, so uh, we're still sorting everything else here. I suppose it'll just be the seven of us heading back for now. I'm really sure what to do with everybody else. I offered Nasa to come with us, but she wanted to stay behind to... Um, she wants to make sure everything works out over here. Well, perhaps that's wise. Anyway, all aboard, I suppose. And I'll also help with the rowing on the way back. There would be spots for up to four people to be rowing this, and there's not a ton of space in the dinghy outside of that. I'll help with the it's, rowing. You are a... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I was a sailor in my previous she's life. She's the strongest one in the I party. I like to imagine Cammy just kind of holding onto an oar as it just goes around <laughs> from the person next to her rowing, and she's just, MD's like, clinging rowing to it. it. And I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> Like literally Being getting lifted, lifted up here, <laughs> just clinging to it as it rotates. <laughs> One hand up, like looking out to the sea. <laughs> you can be the navigator. Exactly <laughs> <laughs> that. We're on water, and so, with no fanfare and little celebration, Firestone Island is behind you. A group of you in this small dinghy, with Winter and York, row your way across what must be the surface of this lake towards the little hamlet in the distance. It does not look like a large town. As it gets closer and comes into view, you're approaching from one side of it. The shores uh, in either direction are heavily overgrown with trees and forestry and all sorts of undergrowth, just completely choked with life. Outside of this little point of light that is Thrushmore on the shores, there is nothing else visible in either direction. And again, Thrushmore does not appear to be very large. The biggest ships that you can see sport only a single sail. None of them look like they are engineered for passage much further than out in a day's fishing journey and then returned. But as you approach, seeing the thatched roofs, seeing the lights in the windows, seeing dock workers moving about the various piers outside the town, seeing life, a city. Perhaps not quite so splendorous to be called a city, but a town living life as if little was wrong. You approach from the west. 
Thrushmore appears to be straddled across a couple of different islands that poke out a little bit into the bay. Much of the city built up on the shores, but two smaller land masses with a couple of bridges interconnecting the three of them rise up from the flat surface of the lake. The one nearest to you, a set of big wooden frames and a couple of cages hanging down on heavy chains. Most of them empty. One with a long forgotten sun-bleached skeleton sat inside. People cages? Not like people. Animal cages? Okay. Like prisoner. Okay, not like crabs. Kind of hanging down off the side of this this large rolling hill that is this small little island. Again, all unoccupied for now, save for the one. You can see these chains connect up through a pulley system to a prominent gallows at the very top of the hill. The first thing you see, the closest point of Thrushmore as you approach. Lovely. As you row in past this, making your way to just the nearest pier with no real direction to go anywhere else. The seven of you moor your boat, tie it off, and again unceremoniously disembark. You're surrounded now by small dock buildings, storage, warehouses, a one larger building that appears to be the indoor fishmongers market, and the hill next to you, save for that gallows, seemingly unadorned of buildings. A couple of workers that are work, uh, moving around, porting goods between buildings, moving crates, barrels, fish, uh, working with rope and lines, or repairing ships in a small dry dock nearby, pay you no heed. No dock master asks for toll or fee. Nobody really acknowledges you at all. You just kind of pull up, and there you are. Weird, because this is a very knowledgeable party. <laughs> very much knowledgeable very party. Distinctive party as well. You, uh, <laughs> you're quite the characters. <laughs> just, just even just visually. But as you step out onto the dock, the boat tied off. York stands for a moment. Well, uh, I don't really know what to say. I thought there'd be more fanfare. Something. Yeah. <laughs> Something. People. Didn't send notice that there were heroes coming. A parade. Um, well. It's entirely be... possible no one even knew it was happening. It sure doesn't uh, seem like it's... What's the... I, I don't know what this looked like from the outside, but as you turn and look from here, uh, Briarstone is far enough in the distance that like, you, can, you can see it. You can see the island it's on. But if you didn't know what had happened... It might look like nothing was wrong. If you didn't know, the building was supposed to be a little bit taller. <laughs> well, like, from, like, from the far damage away, isn't yeah. even visible. Yeah, from here. like you, it just looks like a small little stone keep on an island, but, a ways out in the lake. Would there have not been a huge cloud of yellow mist I, all around? We don't know. I'm certainly not the one to ask that question to. You got to go ask the yellow mist, or ask the residents I'm, of this lovely little town. I'll take this dinghy back over to the island uh, later this afternoon to see if anyone else that has places to stay here can return. But for now, I'm, well, I guess I'm going to go home. 
Fair enough. Um, this feels like a strange goodbye. I, 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 I profoundly, all, all of you in my life, winter as well, but I don't really know what to, to say. You're, you're a bit mini to invite over for dinner, I'm afraid. <laughs> well, don't be a stranger. We're here. Well, I'll be around, and hopefully I'll be seeing you. Okay. Yeah, good job surviving. Um, you, you too. <laughs> <laughs> and also with you. <laughs> Best of luck with uh, well, whatever it is you seek here, I guess. And do you, clearly an, an <laughs> awkward even, goodbyer. Don't even <laughs> know what I'm seeking. York heads off the dock and towards social and proper, leaving just the five of you in winter standing there. That's a fair question, I suppose. What do you intend to do? Get a couple of these bigger boats to go out there. Tell them there's been an accident. Find a place to sleep on a comfy bed. I'll be returning to Royal Accuser Omari and asking her for assistance in that case. So see what we can do if we can find them places to stay, or at least some comforts proper. Is the accuser here in town? You have like a temple in town to Phrasma or something? Or? Well, yes, on both fronts. There is okay. a Phrasma temple here, but accuser Amari is still with the Sleepless Agency, I believe. Sleepless? Uh, it's a local group of detectives that we had petitioned for some aid trying to track down some leads in the town. They knew the area a bit better than we did. Of course, none of us are from here. But mm. I suppose this does raise a question. I'm... And she just sort of looks at the ground for a minute and grabs her pendant again like she doesn't really know what to say. I have no right to ask this of you. And I'm certainly not going to demand it. But I am certain that you, well, you four at least, are the group that I was sent into Briarstone to find. Uh, the group that Accuser Amari wanted to speak with, but she was hoping you would have some kind of lead as to the whereabouts of the Count, and seeing as you don't even remember your own names, and I can't imagine that any information you have will be of much value to her, but... Well, we did, we did suss out the names, actually, uh, but not much yeah. besides... I feel it would be remiss of me and my duties not to at least ask you to join me in meeting with her. Yeah. I imagine it will be brief. I do want to maybe hire a private investigator and investigate myself. We've got <laughs> absolutely nothing else to what do else than come do? with you. We don't have money to get an oh, we, have we, have, money. we have money. We have money. Yeah. I don't have money. Clay's had a stash. I've got a good recommendation for a private eye. Hun hundreds of copper and silver. Don't know what that Never was. Mind. That's what I, that's what I We're rich. <laughs> you find a pretty good sack of cash back in uh, Clades' stash. No, spend Doesn't it. matter. None <laughs> of us have jobs. We've got swords and money. According to this, my occupation is tax collector. I'm pretty Ooh. sure Taxes. that these Whoa. are fake. So um. <laughs> this was a gift from Clay. Well, they certainly look <laughs> official. Tax. They have the Priorstone seal upon them. Uh, you know, yeah. speaking of, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Cammy, I think you're just being a little paranoid. I don't think that that's the case, and I don't know why you would say that. This file seems pretty legit for me. Um, so it even has my picture on it. So everybody who is in the asylum is just good to go, right? I. I, I mean, I'm certainly not going to keep you. Okay. We're, uh, again, I would ask that you 
come with me and, and, and perhaps the sleepless agency may be of aid to you as well. Yeah. We're like released. I mean, am I being detained? There's nothing forcing us to stay. I can't speak on the authority of the <laughs> Briarstone Asylum or Administrator Lissandro, but I like, don't imagine there's much to keep you at this point. It's safe to do that. I'm, 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 I'm happy to go along with you, Winner. Afraid I'm, yeah. I'm unsure of what answer you seek of me. Never mind. Um, I'm pretty sure it's fine. <laughs> You don't know why she wanted to find this, right? Like we could like maybe wait in the waiting room. And Just your know. connections to the council. Okay. Uh, Zero. Okay. Marius has been kind of covering up a little bit, kind of <laughs> just trying to avoid uh, just covering up the uh, ears. Uh, yeah, avoid winters. Oh my god. <laughs> a little bit. But um, I, I've been you know wanting to see the count too, so I'd be happy to join as well. Now you were the only one here who has any recollection of this town. Uh, because you four, as far as you're concerned, you've never been here before. I mean, you're all but certain you have, but you don't recognize any of it. Nothing's familiar. Marius, you were here just a little over a week ago. And you yourself had sought the Sleepless Agency, trying to find some assistance in tracking down the Chain of Nights, which you now have. Yeah. The book that may well have started everything so far. Okay. Yeah. I'm not too familiar with the town. I mostly just came in, you know, stayed at an inn for a couple nights and talked to the sleepless agency, but the, besides that... The Silver Wagon, I imagine. To my understanding, it's the only one in town. But you may want to seek a healer of some kind. I, I mean, I can try my best, but you seem to have fared far worse than your allies. I'll, I'll be fine. I've... I've you know, been through worse, I think. Positively ghoulish. He needs a specialist. <laughs> I don't, I am a doctor. I'm sure and Winter. And I can't do anything with I'm, that guy. I'm, I'm sure Winter trouble. is a great spell for you. It's called a Vodka Dab. <laughs> I'm having trouble keeping track of all your past professions. Doctor, sailor, what else did you say? Uh, I don't, it'll come to me. I don't, <laughs> well, it kind of just hits me. <laughs> she's a normal mini hat. There's only a couple hours, there's only a few hours of daylight left, and the sleepless agency is, well, you can see it from here. And she points to a building, what would be on the other side of Thrushmore, which is not a great distance, uh, that is one of the few buildings that kind of stands tall amongst the rest. Most of the structures in this little village are relatively small. They look like single family homes, small storefronts. Uh, there is little that goes beyond a single story. But the building she points to with a very angular paneled roof rather than the thatch of most of the rest of the town stands out with a striking silhouette different from the rest. The Sleepless Agency. So, question. When you say the town is small, are we talking about like everybody knows everybody's small? Oh, it's, it's not that little. It's like a it's not quite a hamlet. I, have, I can give Are you a number. Yeah, a, I can literally give you a number. Gonna, I want to say it's like... A juicy little scandal? It's like 1,500 That's like, people. Everybody <laughs> so. knows everybody's size. <laughs> it is, uh... Oh, no, it's much larger. It's a good deal. It's like... Three, four thousand. Okay. So, okay. Everyone. It's not like there are seven families here. <laughs> okay. So everybody knows most of everybody. Yeah. It's like a, like a, a half Ocala, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it's like a big city. And it's a, yeah. So like it, it's like a town. That's I got small. you. It's a That's town. Small. Yeah. It is, it's it's like a, they have one inn, but like 
it's not a little nothing hamlet. Like they've got piers and wharfs and they fishing boats and like and... they've got trade. Surely they they have they have like a guard. You can see on the further inland up on another hillock they have like a citadel. There is a decently sized uh full, like castle, like full walled fortress sitting up on the hill over the city. You can right. see a couple of larger buildings. So, There's a pretty large manor complex on, on another rising hillock out just inland from where you are. Like it's, it's big enough where someone will look you in the eye and say, my mom worked with your mom. Yeah. Mm. It's like yes. you will absolutely just go to the tavern and bump into half of the people that you know on any given day, but it's not everybody knows. Like, <laughs> well, it's not we an, won't do yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they will. We yeah. won't. Yeah. Everybody's not going to instantly know you guys yeah. from whatever you were before. It's not that I, small. I have that knowledge. Can it's... unironically, who are you? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that would me. Yeah. <laughs> New memory. Who does? New phone. New who does? <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we go to the tavern first and then the agency? Should we clean up? Are we? I don't think we're presentable. You had an hour to, to clean it back on the island, but was take a, a as well as you water. could back over like with the supplies you had. So like you're, you're cleaned up ish. I mean, okay. you guys have been attacked by a lot of things. Your clothes are probably I, kind of ragged, ragged and stained. There's only so much you could do about that. But uh, gonna be honest with you, Winter. As much as I want to go talk to whoever, um, a warm mill sounds really nice right about now. It's more than fair. As I said, I'm certainly not going to force you, but <laughs> if Later this eve, perhaps you would join me at the sleepless agency and I could introduce you to the royal accuser. Then we can put all of this behind us and move on with our lives, hopefully. I still have work yet to do here. And the Grey Lady has called upon me to aid as I can on behalf of her and my cloister. So I'm not through quite yet, unfortunately. Sounds like a plan to me. And I'll head to the agency. I recommend perhaps... She just kind of winces a little bit. The stain, I suppose, is the larger ta larger tavern in town. I'll let the name run you off. It does seem to be fairly nice. The stain? Not... The st what kind of stain is it? <laughs> I didn't ask. Ew. Okay. I'm not much one to indulge myself, but most of my former companions who went to the island with me were there often. The proprietor is apparently a very nice fellow. Oh. It's warm, they have food, they have oh, mead, they have sold. I'm kind of feeling yeah. like I mean, indulging I myself. Um, I think this party fits well into the stain. Maybe it's pronounced stein. Look at all of us <laughs> covered in stains. Cammy's just, no? I kind of uh, indulge myself a little. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose here's where we part our ways then. Hopefully they'll cross again. again I'll see I, you soon, winner. Hopefully this eve. Mm -hmm. Not this year, not yet. And she too will head in from the piers, leaving the group of you to explore Thrushmore yourselves. What do you guys say? Hungry? We're here. We, yeah. <laughs> we did it. Just take off running. <laughs> we got away. Size <laughs> <laughs> and Cammy excitedly takes off, leading the group of you into the town of Thrushmore. You make your way in. It seems, again, <laughs> Bust Normal. Open the doors. It's it's almost on to you. <laughs> the doors get busted open. Everyone looks over. There's it's nothing like a there. Western, I'm like, <laughs> <"Sadly> <laughs> up inside. <laughs> Camera pans down. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost strange to you. It maybe I don't know how shaken Marius is by the last 
couple of days. But with the last few days being literally all of your memories, a town, quiet, going about business as usual, almost seems alien. Strangely, it gives most of you more of a feeling that something is wrong than even the mists around the asylum did in the last couple of days. Especially for one of you, <laughs> who, your excitement notwithstanding, now kind of surrounded by people just going about their daily business, going about their lives. And a cat. And a cat, just wandering around docks doing his mm -hmm. thing. <laughs> nice little reminder from that cat. I'm still packing it well. We'll get there. Mm. <laughs> you head into town. Roll a perception check for cat. <laughs> As you head to the town, <gasps> it's a kitty. It's a cat. I thought you it was would, a dog. <laughs> you would notice a kind of unique feature of Thrushmore that is, well, everything. Rather interesting. I don't know if art is the, I guess it's art, mural. On the side of one of the warehouses in the docks as you make your way away from the piers, uh, there is a man with a bucket and a mop who's doing his best to clean off the side of a warehouse, which upon it has an eerie scene and what almost looks like a thick yellow chalk. A surreal cityscape. Just sketched across the side of the building. Does it have a tower? It does not. Does it look... But it is like halfway... I'm going to scrub the office. I want to approach the cleaner dude. Yo. Hello? Hi. What's the... What's this? Is some hooligan? Whatever vandals are doing it, they're going to get what's coming to them as soon as the guard comes back in town. Sick of cleaning this crap off the warehouses. Has there been more than one? There's been plenty, more than enough. And it's always this scene? It's always something like this. Some sprawling set of buildings, sometimes a weird moon, sometimes a tall tower, sometimes a bay. Whatever kind of art's gotten into the minds of the hooligans doing this is really starting to wear on my sanity, I tell you that. Let's look at Trey. Like, I thought it was over. Does Excuse it, me for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to duck like around a corner to scream. It looks... <laughs> Very similar to Zandalus's charcoal drawings, yes. It looks strikingly similar to Zandalus's charcoal drawings. I don't think it'll be over until we get our memories back. And where did the the guards aren't in town? Oh, they're all shuttered up in Fort Holocaust. Why? I don't know. I don't, I don't do their payroll. Look, you want to help? I'm a little busy at the moment. You're doing a fine job. <sighs> you can pick up a mop or you can move about your day. I pick up a mop. I move about my it's, day. It's, it's kind of sarcastic. There is not another mop. Yeah, he would have to go find another mop. Where's a mop? And I'll pick up a mop. Are you going to be... Are you serious? I'm serious. Got a lot of pent-up energy Hands in Hands you his. <laughs> I can go find a street broom, I suppose. I'm not paying you for this. I ain't got the spare coin for it. That's fine. Always it's cost a party and... Heads down don't to the wanna, You don't want to hear about my day, buddy. No, no. We just walk away with his mop. <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect Free rhyme. <laughs> he handed it to us. It's he ours now. It to us. I mean, he walks into the building. Are you, you got a mop. What are you doing? You mopping? Mopping. Just mopping. Well, we I don't like this drawing any more than he does. 
That's fair enough. After a few moments, the man reemerges with a fairly wide-headed, like, street-sweeping broom and just has the other side and starts just trying to scrub it off with force, which seems to be a bit less effective than the mop is. What are they even so using? Are you saying that this this drawing was put on this wall within the past seven days or so? Oh, this just showed up last night. I'm just now getting through my day and finally getting time to get rid of the thing. <sighs> but the other ones have been happening the last few days? Grab the broom. I don't know. Last week or two, probably, these vandals have showed up. It's not just here. They're all throughout town. Uh, it's not like they're that common. It's not a plague or anything. But, you know, every couple of days, one or two of them shows up on the side of a building. And enough of them show up on warehouses that I've got to clean. It's starting to be a right pain in the arse. I'm sure that's going to be completely done and over with. If I get my hands on whatever vandals are doing it, you sure will be. I'll throw them right in the lake. I'll put them in fort myself. Oh, they're very talented. And they're very good at drawing. You know, as much as I want to just say something negative, it is an interesting design, I'll give them that. Honestly, were it to me, I wouldn't even be in a huge hurry to remove the thing. But, you know, I ain't supposed to be here and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doing what I can, yes. so I just sit and scrub it. The rest so, there's no other mops? Hanging out. He's <laughs> like, I, I got a... I got a hand brush. I got some rags. Uh, who are you? Why are you helping with this? Are you Steve Adores? You work the docks? Nope. No, um, good Samaritans. Yeah, that. You know, maybe we could. We're detectives too. You know, maybe we could track down the paint. Tupany. Tupany. You're Tupany. You, you grew your hair out a bit. Sure. You look. Uh, <laughs> I mean, hair grows. Is this a stunt? Yeah, it's a, it's like a Banksy or something. There's gonna be camera over here. there, camera over there. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Some kind of a, I, I don't know. What are you? We're we're doing random acts of kindness, and then we're gonna just uh, it's it's. Oh like well, fair like, enough. I'll go get a bucket of rags. <laughs> and he, he gets into the warehouse. Is there anybody else around watching? I mean, there are just some other people around doing their business. It's not like a packed town. <laughs> No one's like standing, staring at you. But I mean, people are passing by. Like you're visible. Okay, we gotta get out of here now. Now that he left, we gotta get. Out of here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't, don't want to stick around here. <laughs> this is the prank. Yeah, the prank is, 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 is <laughs> when you come back, we're gone. <laughs> Pranked. <laughs> you paint Leave your name up. onto the warehouse too, where he's just clean. Leave them up, though. He knows my name. <laughs> Leave them up. Leave them up. We're going though. Leave. Leave them up. You have to leave two pennies on the ground. Yeah, I leave two, I leave, I leave, I leave, I leave, I leave two I, copper. I pull out a piece of chalk and just write sorry and just leave. <laughs> <laughs> two pennies there and you're yeah, out. Yeah. Leave the mop. Leave the mop. <laughs> a group of you hurrying up into town. Just fast walking <laughs> away. <laughs> head down. <laughs> head kind of down. You're doing the weird little, little shuffle walk. Just trying to get some distance. Uh, from this main island here, there is a single fairly large bridge that connects right into uh, about the center of the banks of where Thrushmore proper is settled. And not much further than that is the Sleepless building ahead. You would be looking for where the tavern would be. Uh, There's not exactly street signs and you ain't got Google Maps. So you pretty much got two options, which is wander around Thrushmore until you come across something or, well, just ask around. Have the nearest person. Just ask someone. Would I? Would I remember? 
Oh, oh you, yeah, right. You're not an oh. amnesiac. <laughs> you know thrush I know things. Marius can lead you Does guys. Does he know too, Penny? <laughs> my head like down. You would certainly know that the uh, the stain is you'd hang a left across the bridge, and it is quite literally like the furthest building at the uh, the far west edge of town. So hurrying through the streets and heading over there, you would come across a, a, a tavern, tavern that does not really look like it deserves a name like the stain. It's got a pretty big one of those like hanging wooden signs on two posts out front. It's got a picture of a big frothy overflowing mug and then just a big blap on the ground uh, that has the stain kind of like wiped into it. The absence of the paint is what spells out the stain on the pale wood behind it. Cute. Negative space. It is a fairly cute little building. It looks like it's clean. It looks like it's nice. You can hear laughter coming from inside and the crackling of a warm hearth. It honestly looks like like a name is absolutely ill-fitting. It's like a wood stain. It's a good kind of stain. Maybe. But the group of you head to the doors, push them open, and uh, you'd see a fairly open area with tables scattered around, a big bar L-shape at the back, and a couple of booths around the sides, a little bit further from things. Uh, this, uh, this bar would be on your left as you come in. There would be like a small raised platform, almost like a stage, taking up a lot of the other space uh, to your right on the back wall as you see that, where perhaps bards or performers would ply their trade. There are... Like a dozen people in here drinking at this point. It's not late afternoon, it's mid-afternoon. Some people are starting to get off their shifts and trickling their ways in. And back behind the bar, you see a, a decently heavy set fella. Looks a bit older, humongous white mutton chops <laughs> coming down the sides of his face. Uh kind of taking the place of the hair he does not have too much of on the top of his head. It's Santa. <laughs> They come together in a big mustache, almost like a W, drawn onto his face here. Luigi. (laughs) His name is William. He's got. I was gonna say Wilson. Even from the doorway, a pretty clear, like not big scar across his face, but scar like right on the eye, and it looks like he's probably blind in the one eye. But he's sitting there, pouring out a tap, hand on the bar. And turns up and looks at the group and just kind of gestures you in. Come in, come in, everybody. We're open for two pennies. Uh, no, oh. Everyone, two pennies back. And uh, hello, everyone in the bar <laughs> turns and looks, and their eyes fall on you. And everyone, pretty much in unison, two penny, two penny, two penny. People's like two stamping penny, their feet, hitting penny. their mugs on the table. It's two penny and it's this four nickels. Tavern <laughs> He's cheering <laughs> for the return of Two Penny here in the stain. And back behind the bar, the proprietor's just clapping along with it. Big smile on his face. <laughs> Two Penny! All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk on stage. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> walk on stage. You're heading right up. Yeah. Okay. Why not? If, if someone claps, you have to do something. Stay in moderation. His bardic instinct is just like flaring right now. Let us take our midstream break for a quick. <laughs> As Two Penny Easy heads to the stage, compelled <laughs> by the bardic spirit within to give his performance to the people. We're gonna stand up. We're gonna stretch our legs, everybody. We're gonna take about a 10 minute pause. So feel free to grab some snacks, refill your drinks, hit the bathroom, but don't go too far. 
be back, like I said, about 10 minutes with some more of this first episode of Chapter 2. BRB. Welcome back, everybody. Boy, howdy, does it sure just feel weird still to talk into the mic and not hear all the echoing. That's going to take me a minute to mentally adjust to. <laughs> just start raising the volume until you hear an echo. We, tr- we we were screaming at the test stream yesterday, and it was all fine. Corey was <laughs> shouting Corey like was a madman. There was nothing. <laughs> Soundproofed. Before we dive back into our adventures here at Strange Aeons, let us quickly go around the table and introduce ourselves. I'm Kevin. Uh, I play a normal human bard named Easy. Also Martin. Also Twopenny. <laughs> Man of many names. <laughs> Man of many names. <laughs> Uh, I play Cammy, an itty-bitty gnomish witch, piloted by an insatiable force of chaos, <laughs> slowly driving her party insane. <laughs> Tagline. Can Howdy, I'm Derp, and I play Trey, the hobgoblin frontliner with unbroken metal. I'm Colby. I play the full-blooded orc rogue, who is probably not the best rogue, but I do hurt. Don't put yourself down. <laughs> I put You're them down. Very. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm Marcus. I'm playing Mar- Marius Greyfall. Uh, uh, I just completely lost how to, how to talk. Um, <laughs> uh, ghoulish dwarf ranger. Ghoulish. ghoulish. That's our word Ghoul- of the day today. Yes. Is ghoulish. ghoulish. I like insatiable. As we left off our adventure, we had come into Thrushmore and made our way to the local tavern, hopefully for perhaps some drink and definitely a warm meal after the ordeals of Briarstone Asylum. And we entered this lovely establishment called The Stain. It sounds like an absolute slum dive, but it's really not. It's pretty warm. It's pretty nice. There's a friendly face behind the bar who's certainly familiar with this man right here. Twopenny. And immediately drew the whole bar's (laughs) attention to you where they started chanting your name as you walked in. Twopenny. 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 Oh, what do we got These, there? Okay, and from the dungeon speedrun, bless and bane two penny in preparation <laughs> for the now, upcoming performance. What's fun? Simultaneous. You can, so oh, you, you get don't both. get to see. You those. can have both, my friend. Don't flip these over. Don't look at what they are. Okay, but you know, oh my gosh, if worse comes to worst, which one's which? The uh, green we should good, say the green blue good, bad. blue bad. Easy way to remember it. GGBB. Yep. Green good, blue bad. Green good, blue bad. G-G-B-B. And you can the only one that have looks one. like you exploding and dying is yeah. the bad one. Yeah. The one that looks like a rogue absolutely eviscerating an alchemical golem is the good one. <laughs> and you can only have one of each. Yeah, you can only get one of each. You can, like, you can be blessed and baned, but you can't stack. Them. You got all the you got cards. So many cards <laughs> now. Yeah, you, got, look, you. you got look. You got so many things. Your response. So this. So we got a woe at the beginning of the stream. We got a woe at the beginning of the stream from Sandfox, and my idea for the woe was this thing, and then I started it, and he immediately went up to the stage on his own. So it didn't really work out for a woe. So come back to me. I'll, I'll fish one out. I'll get one. No, no, no you used it. He, he, he liked it too much. That doesn't count. <laughs> it's like, you like can't enjoy pressure. the woe. And AJ said it's just a frantic writer's room. But we don't like, know how it's going to react at the end. <laughs> You can't rewrite the season. Your response to your name being chanted was to immediately head to the little raised platform in the back of the tavern. Mm -hmm. So the four of you just stand in the doorway. What are you all doing? I go to the bar. Go to the bar. (laughs) I go to the bar. Bar Everyone heads up to the bar. The bartender's attention is currently 
turned a little bit away at the moment. He doesn't immediately address you. He is joining in with the, the clapping and the chanting. <laughs> as Twopenny here takes the stage, and he's going to get a hero point. Ooh. This is for Kevin because he has a lovely smile. We need to get one of those. Have a lovely smile. We need to get one of those grabby extendo things. That would, I could, if I had one of those little like dinosaur clippers, I could just exactly. Kevin How can you get to see? Catch your breath. Might be helpful. Just take a moment, then get back in there. That might be useful. That might be useful. <laughs> that sounds like the kind of thing that could fly. Read it real quick, then put it on the table. So what do okay. you do? What are you doing? All right, I'm like, all right, all right, everybody. I'm Two Penny. Well, it's nice to do the frog song. Do the frog. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, I've been gone for a while. And everyone just starts cheering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've been gone for a while. I know I did the frog song before, but I've been working on other material in in my absence and i got a violin now and i'm gonna, I'm gonna do just a just a normal acoustic set it's, <laughs> it's it's gonna be just good vibes while everyone drinks i just want to try something new so don't give me a hard don't give me I a know, hard time the bartender he's on the, say the bar counter a couple of times and turns out of the tavern hey, that's just what we need now isn't it boys some good vibes for the town! Yeah. And everyone starts cheering and clapping again. And I'm gonna play. I'm gonna pluck my, my violin. <laughs> You're gonna just <laughs> pluck it. Not pluck your little violin string. Yeah, I'm looking for something plink, new plink, here. Plin, plin, plon. Okay. Um, so, you just you just making some music? You doing anything in particular? Nope. Just plucking for now. Okay. Trying to change my image a little bit. Why don't you give me a performance check? Okay. Okay, it's a solid 10. Solid Very 10. average. Plus, He's an average plus, guy. Yeah. <laughs> plus, plus 10, so 20. 20, okay. Uh, That's worth a re-roll. Oh, true. I, could, I mean, burning one of these. Uh, dude, do you want to take your 20, or do you want to... Um, Live vicariously. Why not? For me. You need yeah. a 30. Okay, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Did you will. I'll burn Catch Your Breath. <laughs> <laughs> you can just put it face down your desk. I got a whole deck. Yeah. I don't need the back right a second. And I'll roll for again. It could be better. It could be better. Or it could be worse. You... I rolled the 10 again. <laughs> <laughs> Fixed point in the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> it was it's a cannon event. <laughs> just an average bar playing average Can't interfere. <laughs> He's just an average guy playing okay. very average music. So <laughs> you can... You get a 20 in performance, so like it's, <coughs> I mean, a 20's pretty good. Like it's mm. it's a pretty solid performance for a guy who has violence, doesn't have a bow, who's just <laughs> kind of plucking strings. I mean, you literally cast magic like this, so it's, I mean, it's a pretty refined skill that you've practiced over the last couple of days of literal hell in Briarstone. And the tavern's just kind of listening as you're going. What a, like, what kind of a... Melody you play in here is this like a little bit like what we're listening to right we're just now? Kind of like we just gone for like tavern music, just regular just tavern music. So not can... super upbeat, not anything like melancholy. Just kind of yeah. like background music. I want people to just go back to <laughs> what they were doing, <laughs> drinking music. <laughs> That's perfect because it's, I mean, pretty good. So people listen to it for a bit, and then slowly tables start to talk amongst themselves. People go back to drinking. Uh, pretty shortly after you begin. The bartender turns to the group of you guys. We've got four customers at the bar here. Hey, uh, what can I get for you? Five hot mills, five good drinks. Easy done and done. Oh, also, you wouldn't... too hungry right now. Four hot mills, four five on good the meals, drinks. Then. Four on the meals, five. You ale drinker kind of guys? Or are you more of Whatever a you... wines? 
What do you got? I, I don't have any idea about You're any gonna of that. You're going to try the meat. It's great. Okay, we're trying and, the meat. Uh, also, before you walk off, uh -huh. you wouldn't happen to have a spare violin bow lying around anywhere, would you? Two Penny lost his somewhere. Ooh. That's was, why he's plucking. I wasn't uh, admittedly wondering a little bit about that. did <laughs> seem uh, that's a unique way to use that particular instrument. But, uh, he's highly I mean, experimental. It does. <laughs> it, does it, it sounds nice. It does. Uh, I don't, though. I'm, hmm, let me think. Not really sure where to even go for that. You could uh, try up an eye market, see if they got something. I don't know many merchants that maybe would be willing to sell you just that. But I was just hoping maybe a random performer's lost their violin. We don't get many performers here in Thrushmore, honestly. Uh, that's you look. I don't. You... We're from out of town. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't get a lot of uh, people coming through. Thrushmore too often. No, 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 no. Uh, you. You're here all the time. But, uh, these, uh... New associates. Here? Fair enough. I ain't looking to pry or nothing. But, I mean, we don't, we don't get a ton of travelers through Thrushmore. Not a lot that are really looking for business. Not, not kind of a big enough town for that. It's mostly just kind of two-penny here. So the uh, local celebrity, you could say. Yeah, I, mean, I could <laughs> tell. It's your first time in here. You saw that reaction coming through the door. That was pretty good. He's a uh, look. Don't don't uh, don't get hung up on whatever this thing he is doing right now here. Oh, it's you usually sh I, you he, should hear his limericks that he comes up like on the spot. You say, "Hey, two penny, give me a limerick," and he's like on the dot. Limericks, right really? limericks. That's his new mm. thing. Let's, Ask him for one. Yo, he's hey, try, two penny, on. limerick. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> dance monkey okay. dance. <laughs> Uh, okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So, uh, uh, there was a dog covered in flour who refused to step in the shower. A burglar he'd bite and a mailman he'd fight. But from water, he'd cower. <laughs> <laughs> you get some, some chuckles throughout the crowd. Definitely a little different than uh, the way you did before. But uh, I like it. You know, you find you, Two Penny. Working on Always it. a pleasure having you here. <laughs> And he's been a little private with us about how he's uh, how he had been before his new new material. What was he? What, what was his style? Oh, his like? songs. He had uh, he had all kinds of songs about <laughs> about all kinds of things. He used to sing. I mean, you heard the guys asking for it out there. The frog song. It was uh, a story about this little frog living by a lake. Uh, it's a, it's a love song, actually, kind of. It's a but it's a it's a funny one. It's not like it's that was his thing. It was never straight laced. It was always some <laughs> kind of a twist, always some kind of weird subversion. The funny guy, funny guy, great mind. Anyway, let me go get you guys your your meals here. Then I'll come out. Well, let me pour you the drinks, and I'll go grab you some food. And let's see how the kitchen's doing. And he turns around and starts uh, from a big cask here, pouring out a couple of just these green flagons full of mead, and them out in front of. All of you, and then just setting one down for a two penny. He just kind of slides down to the end of the bar, and he's like, "Hey, whenever you're ready." And then he heads through a door to the back, leaving the four of you there at the bar. There's one other person at the bar, but you, I'm, unless you sat next to him, there a couple seats away, you're fairly removed. Oh, um, Marius, you losing your appetite? Yeah, this isn't this not particularly appealing to me right now. What about drinking? I'll see how I feel. Uh, if you don't want it, I'll take it. Yeah. I was about to. I would, I'm sure, sure you can have it. Yeah, you can. You can take it. You got other things on my mind. Did they give Candy? I'm a double fisting. Did they give Candy a kitty cup? <laughs> no, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. Are you, are you staying the biggest up there, class. or are you just kind of like doing your little loop and then I'll, yeah, I'll come do back a few to songs the and then come back to the bar? Fair enough. We could so, almost put you inside of the mug they gave you. About the time that Two Penny here <laughs> rejoins the party. 
the bartender comes back out from the back with a big old tray and uh, four plates just kind of spread around the corners of it. Each of them looking like they got a big pile of mash and then just a pink flank of pork slabbed on the side of it. He puts the four of them down the table. They come at a great time, everyone. We got good pork in the kitchen today. Ooh. Oh, man. Any pork right now is good pork. We've had nothing but corn mash for like five days straight. Ooh. Well, it's a good thing I went with the potatoes then. <laughs> it's good to hear this had a like fresh pork. Like, Oh, yeah. Like, uh, we just, that pig actually just came in this morning, I believe. Uh, so you're fucking, you're day one of that feast. Ooh. That one's going to last us a couple. I'm going to have half of it probably salted up. And then, you know, today and tomorrow we got the fresh bits. You come at a good time. We don't always got that on stock. They're just not even waiting. The conversation is not coming from trade because the food is going into the mouth. And as you as you're pouring, the guy picks up the keg and pours out another thing. You have I don't even know if you finished yours. Another thing immediately just puts it right in. Probably finished one working on the second. It's like yeah, I know how you work. I'll keep them coming till you tell me not to. By the way, didn't catch your name. What was it? Oh, Golston, Emin Golston. Uh, good to meet all of you, and good to see you uh, you two again. Hey, yeah, these, this is uh, Cammy and, and Trey and, and uh, MD and Marius. Good good folks. Um, Hoglum? Your name is yeah. Hoglum. Nickname. Uh, fair enough. Hey, I want another plate of this, by the way. How much <laughs> is it? <laughs> we can sort that out later. Uh, well, welcome with Rushmore, all you? Yeah, how's it been? I've been, been kind of, you know... Oh, Always well, away the last few days. Just oh, you know, too, Penny, it's been a little weird, honestly. It's, uh, it just kind of leans on the counter, you know? I don't know. Uh, last week or two has been a little odd. Uh, mm. Apparently something's going on with the count and the manor. And, uh, mm. I don't know if we're not really getting funding into the city proper, but uh, all the guards shut it up. The, uh, Black arms up and quit. So all we got's the actual town guard now, and they they'll come out of Fort Holocaust till they get paid. Mm-hmm. So, and those yeah. weird murals too. Oh, you seen them? Yeah, they've uh, yeah. I don't know. That's setting a couple of people on edge too. Of course, you know, yeah. they're definitely a little weird. What about Briarstone? What about Briarstone? The asylum. Have you heard anything from them? No, I'm. I mean, I mostly tend to my tavern and. I don't really have a whole lot going on outside of this, honestly. It's my pride and joy right here. Oh, it's a good pride and joy. And then, well, you don't get, whole, get a whole lot of visitors from the asylum. Although, actually, now that you mention it, last couple of days I haven't seen any of my, uh, my regulars from there. I ain't seen Boston in a bit. Oh, he just got back. Oh, you know him? Yeah, we met him, actually, on our way here. Oh, you headed out to Briarstone then, I yeah. assume. Yeah, yeah. That's He's about at. more married to that place than he is his wife. <laughs> <laughs> he just did a long stint. They had a little bit of trouble out there. Yeah. Yeah, got some overtime. I can imagine running a facility like that. That's a that's big business. That's that's a little too highbrow for me. Something complicated. How's I'm this? here to clean mugs and pour drinks. <laughs> but it's good work. How's this facility doing? Business business. Oh, we're right? doing great. Nice. You got uh, any I mean, rooms available? Oh no. Uh, we don't have rooms or anything. You oh, have yeah, to head yeah. to the Silver Wagon for that. True, 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 true. Um, Where is that? Do you, something happened to your place? Uh, you know, I'm just trying to like go stay in different spots. Oh, you're, you're friends, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's been a long night, yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't even 3 p.m. yet. Oh, wow, dang, it's probably about 5, actually. 
Long day. No, I checked the silver wagon. Hmm. Uh, they they should have plenty of vacancies. It's the only real. Uh, I mean, you know, there's not really going to be another option for ends this time of year. Yep. This should get you fixed up. Galagos is a nice woman. A little brash, but, you know, she gets the job done. Runs a tight ship. Mm. Town full of wonderfully nice people. Mm. Anything else I can get for the group, you? Well, the, you know, I, I was wondering. Um, unfortunately, I had a friend pass away recently. Do you, is, do you know where the cemetery is? Well, I'm sorry to hear that, fella. But uh, yeah, back behind the uh, back behind New Chapel. So they just uh, the Frasmans tend to all that. So um, town cemetery, I think, is just attached. They're not back in the building. You, well, it's always a tragedy, ain't it? Yeah, it's unfortunate. Well. If there's anything like Two Penny or anything like Two Penny's friends that I've met, sure lived a hell of a good life. Oh yeah. And he'll give me the, he will direct you down to New Chapel, which is on the uh, the other of the little <laughs> outlying islands of Thrushmore, kind of like at the east end of town. It's a relatively small cemetery for a relatively small town. Makes sense. I then. But anyway, where are y'all from? Mm, here and there. Wanderers, I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the only kind of travelers that I find really coming through Thrushmore that often. Those that really got, well, no particular place to be. Just seeing the world, going on things, uh, well, following Huglum, or, sorry, what'd you say? Trey's what they've been calling me. Trey. And I'll actually hold now. up the There's... tray with the face imprint. Oh. A great story. <laughs> you great got a story fight. behind <laughs> it. I'm betting I'm going to hear that in one of Two Penny's <laughs> songs here someday, aren't I? I don't doubt it. You need to say we're out finding ourselves. Well, uh-huh. <laughs> you all right, little miss? Uh, yeah. Sorry if I uh, I don't know if there's anything in particular you're after. You don't get a lot of gnomish clientele around here. No, no, I don't. I don't expect you to. <laughs> you uh, oh, are you from the asylum? You got the. She's a doctor. <laughs> I'm a do- I have a doctorate. Oh! Oh, well, good on you. Yep. Well, you should be asking her, not me. Uh, yes. How did you lot all just meet up here then? Was this where you yeah. were coming together? That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's easy to find. Hey, good for business. Exactly. All right. Well, this food is delicious. It's the best I've had since I can remember. <laughs> well, thank you. Was, I'll give the at, kitchen your compliments. I just look at easy think that was a joke. <laughs> um... Mark's gonna love that one. He does his best. <laughs> does fine work. You know, uh, speaking of Briarstone, mm-hmm. um, as a doctor passing through, uh, <laughs> I've heard a lot about it, so uh, it's pretty established. That oh, you don't work at Briarstone? No, no, from, no, uh... no, no. Oh, okay. I'm... Yeah, like I said, I don't know. I don't really know much about it. Um, it's it's uh, apparently yeah, a pretty good facility from from what I've heard. It's a real top of the line, they say. Know anybody that went there? Uh, I, I don't, I'm afraid. I couldn't tell you. If you're looking for someone specific, uh, hey, maybe Lady Rant's not the sleepless agency can help you out. That'd be good. She's pretty good at what she does. She's got a good head for things. Names and faces. and never leave her. We tell her once, about one kid five years ago, and she'll bring it up next time you see her. Like, it was one hour later. That's... A remarkable talent, and one I wish I had. So wit is sharp as I've ever seen. 
Well, I think this is as good a place as any for me to start. Something happened recently, and I can't remember much of anything, but you seem to know me pretty well. No, you're in here about all the time. See, I don't remember that. Huh. Did you uh, get on the head or something? I don't know. Uh, fair enough, I suppose. Did you have a tray with this? Stupid question. Um, well, dang, I don't really know what, uh, what to offer you there. The only thing that I can tell you is I know my name. Mm-hmm. And apparently now I'm a local. And that's all I've got. Yeah, well, I... You do look real familiar, fella, but I'd certainly obviously you you two are in here all the time. I don't know which one which one graces my door more, honestly. But uh, I'm making money on you and I'm losing on him, so it kind of balances <laughs> out, you know. <laughs> By the way, what do I owe you? Um, nah, don't you don't even worry about it. You know what? And don't worry about any of this. Oh, friends for friends, you know. Yep, that's gotta have them. But uh, well, did I have a house? Like, did I live near I'm, here? I'm, I don't know. I kind of, like, saddle up to easy. Like, should we just tell him? Lying is really hard. Oh, I've never, I haven't lied. I think, I think I'm just not avoiding the truth. The truth. Yeah. <laughs> I think we, I think we should. He's been real kind to us. I mean, if we go to the sleepless agency, we'll have more information. Yeah, we, but. Have, like, while, while they're whispering, uh, the trays, I, I don't really know. Uh, you're in here a pretty good amount of time, like I said. It's in here damn near every afternoon. Probably roundabouts this time, but, uh. This is about the most talkative I've ever seen you. <laughs> You're really opening up with your friends here. I think it has a lot to do with me trying to figure everything out. Hmm. Maybe I'll be back to normal. Who knows? Well, I wish I could help you out. Not uh, good, but... You already gave me information. It's appreciated. Hey, if there's anything else I can tell you, um, I mean, if any of the rest of your drinking buddies come through here, you can hang out and wait and see if they come through. Uh, Keldrin was in here earlier, though. He had something going on tonight. Maybe I'll do that. And seek him up. You two seem like you're close. You're always in here together. Appreciate it. If I could tell you more, I would. That's a good start. I know one thing. I'm a local. <laughs> you a do seem to live here. And if you don't live here, you're here often. I have a house here, apparently. <laughs> no. Well, thanks for all your help and hospitality. Hey, yeah. Least I can do. Nice Let it never be said the service at the, st the stain is slacking. <laughs> It'd be a stain on your reputation if you did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you got, I see why you was, two hanging yeah, out together. That was a joke, yeah. That's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. Well, hey, if I can offer you anything else or hey, if I think of something, I'll let you know. I'm sure I'll see you in here again. Absolutely. For now, we have to head to the sleepless agency. Yeah. Sounds like you got business. Well, Thank you for the food. Best of luck to you all, I guess. And hey, don't be gone so long next time, Two <laughs> no, Penny. We need you. <laughs> Gotta work on stuff sometimes, you know? Hey, it's, you're finding yourself. Yeah. You got some new stuff. It's interesting. It's different. What's interesting? I did the same thing over and over, you know? You get bored of me. I'm kicking well, me out of here. I don't think these guys are ever going to get bored of the frog song. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you could do that a hundred times and a hundred more, and they'd still be eating it up. Yeah, probably. Oh, well, good evening, all of you. Thanks for dropping by. See you again soon. We're gonna walk our happy butts back over to the sleepless agency. Go knock on the door. Cami, are you okay? I'm no, I'm good. I um. That was a lot of mead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she had one. I mean, that's a lot compared to her body size, but she's not. And as like... you're talking, you guys are all kind of focused on this conversation. Trace thinking, 
there's people just kind of passing by the street around you. A guy with a, uh, just a normal looking cloak around his shoulders, hood up, passing by you out of nowhere, reaches out, stiff arm, and just shoves easy, as hard as you can. Make me a fortitude save. Okay. Always a critic. <laughs> okay. So that's a nine plus seven is <laughs> You fall to the ground. He pushes, so he pushes easy over. In response him. to yeah, that, can we, I yeah. think I'm going to grab this guy by I'm his cloak. Well, going to reach out and grab him. It's all right. People don't like the new stuff. Nah, yeah. Why don't you guys roll me some initiative? <gasps> yep. Because as our woe... More people than just the friendly guys in the tavern remember two penny. Oh, we're gonna theater the mind this a little because I sure I drink didn't have like a map five prepared for it. Entire mugs of uh, mead. I drink one and that's enough. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be total theater of the mind. This is like an on the cuff well. I do not have a map set up for this, so just use your imagination, friends. Can I imagine that I rolled higher? Than <laughs> you I did. can. It's not gonna help you. Okay. Easy. <laughs> We'll start with you. Uh, 21. 21, all right. Cammy? Um, how about a 13? Solid, Trey? Nine. Wow. What did you roll, one and a two? Two. Two and a two? <laughs> two and a four. <laughs> two and a four. MD? 24. We got a huge gap here. I Marius. also rolled a four for a 14. Put you guys right here, there. I just drank first, a lot of meat. First initiatives of season two. <laughs> I'm secretly very hungry. We're rolling good. It's not We're so shopping. Good. <laughs> <laughs> this is so. going to be a good time for Mario, probably. <laughs> okay. My initiatives also relatively. Wait, wait, wait. You say initiatives? I got so many cards. I was shoved by one person. It's, it's an initiative it's for each hand. Oh, we're just <laughs> adding more cards to your, your repertoire. Yeah. It's just two halflings in a different chair. That's all it is. As you reach out to grab this guy, you notice he's not alone. It's more than two. There are three of these figures that are kind of all together. One, uh, two just standing right behind him. You reach out to grab him. And he reaches down towards his belt inside his cloak. And before MD reacts here. The guy who pushed you over as you're reaching for him. Count ain't gonna protect you now, two penny! What are you doing? Oh. None of them have weapons in their hands at the moment, but he looks like he's reaching for something. Um, I want to take him and throw him to the ground. Fair enough. Give me athletics. 25. <laughs> he's, oh my gosh. He's on the ground. <laughs> he's Stay definitely on the ground. And, um, I'm just going to dig my knee into his. Like, I have him down, his arm pinned up behind his back with my knee on it. I'm going to dig my knee, and I'm just going to unarm strike with my knee. Okay. This non-lethal. Yeah, minus four <laughs> fist, red. It's... That's uh, 14. Uh, 14, you push him down. He's... Not nearly as big as you, but the guy in front is, is kind of a bigger guy. And you, you get him to the ground, but he doesn't, like, immediately just let you drop on top of him. He's definitely fighting back. That's not going to hit. Don't worry. The Count doesn't have to protect him. He's got me. We're going to do one more shot at it. It's worse. 
And then I'm going to actually go ahead and burn hold the line. Ooh, okay. Until the start Ooh. of my next turn, each time an enemy would leave a space adjacent to you while using a move action, it must succeed an acrobatics or athletics check against my fort DC, or the move action is disrupted. Ooh. So you're kind of keeping them here. I have this All guy right. pinned, but I'm like ready to decide. So yeah, you guys are kind of in a group. Easy got pushed over. The guy at the front, MB is taken down. So he's kind of between all of you and these three cloaked figures here. Uh, you, they're, they're not really hiding their faces. You can see it's a two guys and a gal. They're all, one. the guy in the front that's on the ground right now is a pretty large, bald dude. Guy behind him looks like he's the very opposite archetype. The super lean kind of skinny guy. And the woman is short, but relatively uh, very stout, even for a dwarf, uh, who is all kind of focusing on Easy and MD right now. So Easy, you're on the ground. What do you yeah. do? Um, <laughs> dust myself off a little bit and be like, "All right, uh, I'm trying some new stuff. <laughs> don't don't be rough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing my best. Uh, us, you don't want to test because uh, <laughs> my friends are tough, and that's a." Uh, be very courageous. My friends are very, <laughs> very courageous. Inspired, you can say. Yeah, our friends are inspired. Fair enough. Um, and then I'm gonna be like, <laughs> and uh, hey, watch out for that rock. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna swing a rock at him. So this, this is like, oh this God. kills people. This is like he, he oh. just took a guy down. You're throwing a, you're basically shooting a bullet. This, okay, uh, okay. this is lethal damage. It is. It is lethal. Um, <laughs> South they, they projectile does not you. have the kind of finesse for you to do it like non-lethally. It is boink. So like they did push you. They might deserve it. <laughs> just uh, just checking. You're aware that's that's lethal damage. If you want to cast that, yeah, I do hit hard now with it. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know how much health points they have. He just picks up a rock to throw it. Uh, <laughs> what if I use Mage Hand to just hit him with it? <laughs> what if instead I would let you. You can do it. Non-lethally it's, Mage Hand. It's hit him gonna mage Hand is just going to be like... It's <laughs> not going to do any damage, but it's going to get the point across. Mage Hand. Pop. That's about how much force it has. Someone just, that. I want someone to clip that right just there. Just kind of <laughs> slipping him with a Mage Hand. Absolutely, I'd let you do yeah. that. I'm not gonna say no to that. <laughs> the dwarven woman is going to. Uh, she's just kind of right behind him there. She's gonna move up to you and just try to shove you off. Uh, she's gonna make an athletics check. I'm gonna use some full-on villain points. I just burn them. I'm gonna throw a villain point at that. Serve my purpose. Woo! It's fixed point in the timeline. I rolled the same thing. Uh, twelve <laughs> against twelve total against your four DC. It's more of a gentle little nudge. Yeah. Yeah. She's a dwarf. She's wide, but you are huge. And my she's... my weight is like firmly like grounded too. That's not concerned you orc. And then she just balls up her fist and goes to just like swing it up into your chest. She's not aiming for the face, just almost just gut shot from her height. Natural 20. Oh, she does it. <laughs> She's doing it. Um, it is just a punch. So even with the crit, it's going to be a total of 10 non-lethal damage. Okay. Uh, it is definitely, I mean, it's definitely a message more than it is trying to, uh, to do anything else. 
Um, and then turns she's... out when you take away weapons, you do drastically less damage. Yeah, it turns yeah. out that your fists are not nearly as lethal as Red Destiny. Uh, there's a large gap in there. Uh, but then she's gonna turn and look at all of you, and her eyes are gonna fall on this little tiny gnome here, Cammy. Because it's she's always me. she's Nicole, you're very they small. And on you me. have. Ghoul dwarf, huge I'm guy, not... huge guy. I stick out like a sword. <laughs> He's all around the ground. So you're, you're the very obvious target. And she just looks at you. She doesn't come over. And that goes to all of you. Leave us. Not your business. And she's going to attempt to demoralize you with a intimidate of 20 against your will DC. Well, um, okay. So that's going to be my DC is a 19. So you're frightened one. Oh. The guy on the ground goes to reach for his belt and sees the dwarf lady come up and he just stops. And he is going to or just roll out from under you and pull himself back up while she's kind of because he's not like actually pinned or anything. He's going to stand up as that first action and then turn towards easy and just aim a kick at you while you're on the while ground. Down. There. While you're down. So you're flat footed. Yeah. It's uh. I mean, he's scrambling to his feet. It's an 11. Uh, no. no. I'm pretty sure it does not hit you even flat-footed. Yeah, flat-footed 18. You have to be very flat-footed. He, that was almost an out one. He, he goes to kick, and it's just wide. You're down on the ground. He almost, like, loses his balance a little bit and almost sort of embarrassed, pulls it back to do it again. Like, I can do better. You ever seen <laughs> somebody who's not trained in martial arts try and do a martial Look, arts Look, I rolled a two, okay? <laughs> Calm down. Natural 20. Are you happy? Look, I rolled four attacks and two of them in that 20. I mean, for for non-lethal natural attacks, I'll take it. Yeah. Nine points of bludgeoning damage Ow. as that boot just lands squarely in your ribs, and he doesn't say anything further. Marius. Um. I'm gonna look at the the first guy who did uh, the initial uh, the initial shove. Be like, come on, guys. What, what what's your what's your business here? Just. You know, leave us alone. Uh, it's none of yours, alone. dwarf. And, and the girl just looks at him like, oh, dude. So, <laughs> so it's okay to say <laughs> dwarf. Like the but you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, pissing me off. And as he replies, I'm going to just try to you know, deeply stare at him with my darkened eyes now um, and do an intimidating glare um, for, uh, you know, what's it called? The demoralizing. That's a 16 plus 5, 21. Yep. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's a little like demoralized. And he he kind of looks into your face and he sees that. No, 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 no. That thing's... That thing's not a dwarf. That thing's not, I, that thing's not even alive. That's one of them. Do you have a problem? G kill him! And they all just kind of turn towards you. Well, I'm taking my sword out. She. <laughs> <laughs> they all just sort of look at you. You draw your blade. You got one action left. Uh, I'll, I'll do a strike. <laughs> Stab him. <laughs> We're getting a little stabby now. That's not great. That's a nine plus nine. Eighteen. This is at the main guy? Yeah. Eighteen will hit. They don't have any armor on okay. or anything. That's good. Just dudes. Just dudes. That's six damage. And you <laughs> just stick a sword in him. We take six damage. Uh, the lanky guy 
immediately pulls a knife out of his belt. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> and swings up at Marius. For a 24. Oh, yeah. I roll twos or I roll 18s, dude. The dice only has two numbers on it. <laughs> one, in, uh, one in the 20. Mm-hmm. Feast or famine. Uh, so this is going to be six points of slashing damage, but this is not the non-lethal damage they have been dealing so far. It is He's just kind of swiping with a knife, uh, just almost like he's, he's trying to keep you back. And then that first quick swipe, he swipes back again the other way for a 23. And yeah. uh, he's, he's quick. That's going to be seven points of slashing damage from these two quick swipes. He just kind of looks down at you. What, what are you? What's wrong with you? The witch send you. Because the dwarf, why are you insulting me like that? It can be. The lady just looks at you. You're no dwarf. Something's wrong with you. Just a little hungry. Okay. <laughs> the um. streets have kind of cleared because this has become a pretty yeah. visible fight outside the stage here. Ooh. MD can always use the help. Put the hero point card back oh, on the man. MD or is it Chloe that can always use the help? <laughs> <laughs> From Scott, uh, Scott in S Dakota, take that card. Flash of insight. Trust me, I know this. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay. I'm playing rats. What are you doing, Cammy? As the streets are kind of starting to clear and we're starting to escalate into what is looking like more of a fight than just a scuffle trying to avoid doing real damage just yet. Um, I'm first going to stoke the heart because that's what I do. Um, that's for you. Um, if someone needs to die. <laughs> <laughs> you can stoke that's just in case. Too. Now what I'm going to do is going to seem like it doesn't need that, but you just never know how things are going to go. Um, Cammy kind of steps out into the center of the group and kind of raises her arms out and just slowly brings them down, making eye contact with each of the assailants. That's calm emotions. Sue, that's going to be a will save for everybody. Everybody or all of them? Um, It is each creature. Everybody. So us too? I believe so. Everybody make a will save. Everybody needs to Everybody calm down! Out! (laughs) I don't know, calm. Uh, 21. 21. Okay, you guys are good. You can still be angry. 29. (laughs) Lead guy got a 10. Dwarf got a 22. Guy with knife got an eight. (laughs) Okay, well, the dwarf is still mad. (laughs) But the other two, uh, oh, well, the dwarf is mad, but has a minus one status penalty to their attack rolls. Okay, which also applies to you guys then. Yes. For regular success. Um, Wait, what's, uh, I got a 29. Oh, 29. That's a regular success, I think, at this point. 29 with my frightened DC would be a crit. Oh, you're good. Mm -hmm. You're completely fine. Angry. Um, The ones who failed, though, um, their emotions are literally (laughs) suppressed, and they can't use hostile actions. It'll cease to be affected if somebody is hostile towards them, but we could um, just go around. So the dude, as as Kami does this, and we feel this magic come out of her, the guy who's swinging the knife immediately just kind of stops 
and is looking at Marius, and his shoulders kind of drop a little bit. And he looks over to the leader, who's busy kicking easy on the ground. <laughs> and he also just kind of stops and stands there, just sort of looming over you. The dwarf is looking around like she still <laughs> feels it. She doesn't really know what to do. I think that you guys want to go home, right? This is not the two penny you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to go home. I'm just going to draw Red Destiny, put it up over my back like I'm readying for a big swing, and just look at them, and not intimidating them, but just telling them, it's time to leave. Readying a strike. Okay. MG. Um, um, I'm going to pull out the war razor that we got from... <laughs> The Tatterman. The Tatterman's war razor. <laughs> oh my gosh. Open, and behind the dwarf, I just kind of put it around her neck. Do you want to leave? Do you want to keep doing this? Are you also just ready to attack? Mm -hmm. She easy, tries to leave. Easy on the ground. This guy's just standing over you. All right. I'm in the, I feel very calm. I, I failed the check. So I'm very calm right now. <laughs> <laughs> very calm. Oh it's cool. Oh, it's cool, guys. Yeah. Look at that. I've been kicked on the ground before. <laughs> I, I bombed a set. Uh, <laughs> it, it happens. Uh, I'm gonna get. I haven't been beaten up behind the tavern yet. You're really performing. <laughs> I'm gonna get up. I'm actually be like, all right. So, I have a new entourage, which is capable of quite a fist barrage. So, <laughs> just so you know, I've, with the count, I've cut ties. Uh, he only tells lies, uh, and he has a bad corsage. Corsage. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so everyone's gonna feel courageous, <laughs> and um, and then I'm just gonna just be like, please, <laughs> it's it's changed. I don't know what you're mad about, but I'm different. Instead of, it's a I'm different. Now. I'm different now. I'm three pennies now. Like I just let you get up, their leader. He just sort of looks at you as you stand up and listens to whatever you're saying there. He looks again like he really wants to reach back in his cloak. And uh, he turns and just goes to walk away. Um, the guy with a knife looks at Marius and just kind of slowly backs up. The dwarf's just kind of stuck there. She looks like she really still wants to keep fighting. She's MD welcome here. to. Your friends are going. I think you're going to get left Come behind. Come on! He, he, Marius has a medical condition. Yeah. <laughs> York. You want to say that again? You bloody orc. I kick her in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Boot. <laughs> I just 17 stopped on the, the die. <laughs> um, plus one, minus one, so that's a wash. Um, so 27. I mean, that crits. Oh my gosh, people. <laughs> Dodge boot. <laughs> no. Okay. She's aware that you're there. Is she flat? <laughs> no, she's I, I know, I know. <laughs> Uh, for a total of 20. No, sorry, I doubled it. I don't know why I doubled it. 10. Yeah, that sounds like an unarmed crit, yeah. Mm -hmm. You hit her big boot, 10 points of damage, and she kind of stumbles in the dirt and turns around and looks back up at you again. Just spits at you, and then turns and follows her friends. Oh, we gotta get disguises. <laughs> you do. 
Yeah. It's really funny when when you get a fight picked like this, and it's like, we're holding back. Because if I swing this sword, <laughs> we're gonna decapitate all three yeah. of you are going to die. <laughs> and as they go to leave, you hear a huge cat and a huge, <laughs> a huge slam <laughs> of wood as the door to the stain just gets booted open. And the door flies out and slams into the outside of its frame. And Golston's standing there with a huge crossbow in his hands. It's, it's all right, Golston. You guys okay? Everybody's yeah. a critic. Some people <laughs> don't like. Some people decided to pick a fight on Two Penny. Yeah. We sent them packing. At least you got you some friends that can handle themselves. Gotta have an entourage. <laughs> Sorry, I ain't had to use this in a minute. Took me to remember how to wind the thing up. <laughs> you still got it. We'll be we'll be back later. It's been a long time. Fine establishment. Yeah. Good patron. Good. I recommend it to everyone I meet. The stain. <laughs> hey, stay safe, you know? We'll do. Got the guards in town. I uh I don't know. Lower the sun gets, worse the streets get. Hmm. I wouldn't stay outside too much longer, where are you? Nope. I want to get to the wagon and get finding some beds for your friends, Two Penny. Yep. I have to start locking my door. I didn't even used to do that. <laughs> What's happening? Well, that was world? probably not smart. But yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> you definitely should lock your door. Yeah. I don't know where the key goes half the time. <laughs> <laughs> your car, Two Penny. Oh, dang it! I cracked the knob. <laughs> <laughs> he puts his, cr- his big old crossbow oh, down on the porch and starts looking at the handle of his door. And like, oh, you guys, well, stay safe. I gotta fix this door. Thanks for your concern. I my own strength sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I want him on our side in the fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Dude walks out with a uh, ballista. <laughs> He's <laughs> a big, heavy crossbow. He's holding it down here. <laughs> Comes out with an arquebus. Not lethal. Him and the lady with the ladle. And the, yep. And the yep. Yeah. 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 Match We're building heaven. We're building our little like army here. Yeah. Where is she? We should send her to to the tavern when she gets off the. Yeah, Trey needs a new drinking buddy. So. <laughs> so you guys were heading, I believe, to the sleepless agency. Yes. yes. Yeah. Fair enough. We're not going to get any sleep. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's the name of the thing. You guys probably want some sleep, I imagine. It is still the same day. Yeah, but it's the sleepless the, uh, agency, so we're not going to get. No, any I got the joke. About? We got sleep during the last five. Yeah, but <laughs> but squid, you see, because it's called the sleepless agency. We were in dreams. We were Make your way back through town. Towards the sleepless agency. Again, not a long walk. Thrushmore is pretty small. But on your way over, maybe about a half a dozen buildings down from this clear roof you can see in the distance, you hear a pretty big commotion. Oh boy. It sounds like a lot. Sounds like a commotion. Of very angry voices. And it's visible. As you come around the corner, you can see there is. Just near the shores, an area doesn't have any piers or docks. There's a little cottage, and there's a man standing on the porch of the cottage in his doorway. You can't really see because there is a mob of about a dozen people gathered around outside the house, all just yelling. Some in the back picking up rocks and throwing them in. It's uh, it's a mess. It's not in your way though. Can you pick up any words of what they're saying? A couple of people near the back of this, they seem to be yelling 
about the murals mm. and blaming the man in the doorway for their appearance. The man's saying something back, but you he's got his hands up. You cannot make out what he is saying over the crowd. Do I recognize who the man is? You would not know. Do saying? I recognize him? You do not, no. <laughs> do I wow. recognize him? You do not, no. <laughs> I don't think we recognize him either. We might as well not even ask. Okay. Can I... Can I cast message to the man? Sure. Um, Absolutely. Just kind of sidling up at the back of the crowd, but where I... Well, maybe pick, actually finding a crate so I can... So I think I have to see him. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's got a decent range. You can cast it from a little ways back from the crowd. <laughs> I think I just have to be able to see the, fi- yeah, the fella. <laughs> so well, I'll also just pick you lift up. Lift it aloft, but make it... <laughs> as I rise above <laughs> the crest of all the crowd's heads, I'm making uh, eye contact with him. Man, yeah. um, and I'm just going to say, hey, uh, we don't know each other, but um, <laughs> why do they... Uh, can't hear you from back here. Why do they think it's you? And you see him really stop whatever he's saying because of <laughs> uh, now I know it's weird. Confused <laughs> expression on his face. He's clearly like looking around for something. And uh, as he does, as I, as I descend back past the heads, I contact all the way down. As he's looking around for like the hell of him hearing voices, uh, you see one of the people at the back of the mob pick up a rock and throw it, and he turns his head, and it hits him square mm. in the side of the temple. And he stumbles back a bit, throws his hand up, and you can see some blood running down from where the rock hit. And the mob kind of scooches in a little bit. What do you think? I'm going to put my so shield. He can't respond. Oh, he can, but he's a little occupied. Okay. Well, I'm going to take my shield off my back, strap it onto my arm, and then just start brute forcing my hey. way through the crowd. Didn't you say in your file that you're a city guard? Sorry, yelling that out as authority. Yeah. Okay, so you just start. Yeah, just start pushing my way through. Swords through. still sheathed, just the, the mob's shield. Pretty packed in here, so if you want to push through it, I'm learning that. Yeah, an athletics check for me for sure. Assist them in that. You definitely can if you want to go through too. Yeah. Okay. What are the rest of you doing? <laughs> can we go in under- And <laughs> I'll burn a reroll. <laughs> I'm with that. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, what's your aid? Um, it's 16. 16, so he doesn't help, it doesn't hurt either. Um, my total is, I think, only going to be a 15. The 15, the two of you try to push at the back here, and you're both pretty big, strong guys, but this is like a dozen people. Uh, and their attention is pretty well focused, and they are mad. Mob mentality is very much a thing. As you start trying to kind of push through, the ones at the back you're trying to push turn around, pushing back, facing the group of you, and before long, about half of the mob is kind of turned around to face you guys. Right, the other half of it's still kind of pushing in towards Raising my house. voice, because according to this, I was a town guard. Right. So, time to start flaunting that around. Out of the way! Guards here! What's happening? Where you bloody been?! I don't know what's on with them. I'm back in town now. Move! A different lady calls out. He's the only artist here in town. He's the one throwing up those murals. Then let me sort it out. You've been letting this happen. I haven't been here. It's been days. It's been weeks. And I wasn't here for it. What are you blaming me for? I'm going to need 
from somebody. Intimidate. Some kind of, intimidate will do. It doesn't have to be from you. You're all here. Somebody else can like also roll. Well, if someone else like, wants to do something, I'm, I'm trying to system, intimidate. You don't have to be the one that does all the rolls because you're the one doing the role playing. Mm. You're all present. If anyone wants to roll me an intimidate for that word, diplomacy, you, mm. can, you can I'm trying not to attract in. too much attention. That's from an angry reasonable. Mom. <laughs> 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 like, fair and understandable, yeah. zombie man. <laughs> Uh, you know, I might be like, hey, I'm too penny. I can explain. I, I know <laughs> I know about the murals. Y'all give me a diplomacy? Oh, yeah. gosh. <laughs> oh. Okay. It's an A, but I can use performance. I'll give you performance. Personal yeah, performance. Yeah, personal performance. Yep, for sure. Okay. Can I assist with intimidate? So it's... Oh, they're both plus 10. Can I assist with intimidate? Sure. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Yeah. All right. Um, That's a 27. Hey, plus one. <laughs> oh, okay, plus one. Uh, so ni- 19. 19. As you say this, some of the crowd has turned around towards you. Their attention moves from Trey and MD to you. You see a couple, like, recognition. A couple people sort of, like, break out from this mob mentality for a sec. It's like, too penny. Too penny. I love this. Can I get an autograph? And the mob disperses a little. Uh, they spread out a bit, they step back, and you can finally hear the guy at the front yelling out, I don't know what else to tell you! I'm not responsible for this! I'm painting the church frescoes! This mundane chalk art is beneath me! I wouldn't do it even if paid! Have none of you seen my work? No. And uh, this <laughs> does not say the crowd, but you are calming them down a bit with your with your efforts here. Um, oh man, he screams pretentious. Um, <laughs> I want to just, as I'm calmly saying, "All right, break it up, break it up." I'm just gonna pick up the nearest dude and just kind of push him to the <laughs> way. So I just, just push him out. Just like, okay, just to, like, break it up. People away. From yeah, the I'm okay. just Give me your throwing people at this point. I'm gonna yeah. flash it inside, but I'm just gonna burn it Fair enough. for a reroll. 19 on the die, Ooh, so uh, 31. 30 critically succeeds. So, okay, that's good because I was like, you're one success, one failure right now. It's not looking great, but uh, critical success definitely will 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 swing that pretty hard. Uh, you, what do you do? As you have critical success, literally as I'm telling people, calm down. I <laughs> whoosh, pick up the nearest whoosh. dude. Pick him up from his feet and just toss him to the side. Just just like, throw him. I just throw him out. Like, it just helps go, calm the crowd. Go home. So you you throw a couple of people uh, who are definitely kind of like shell shocked by the fact that you picked him up like a baby and then just kind of picked him up, them. swaddled him, and then just <laughs> yeah. tossing German him like one does a baby. <laughs> um, and. The ones that you throw, quite a few of them do definitely just start to scatter. Like, they, they start to, to fall back. There's still some stragglers left here, but it's maybe like half this mob is just up and left. There's six, seven people still kind of gathered around this door. Uh, and you see the guy in the doorway, as the attention is now almost fully turned away towards you guys, kind of step back, and he's reaching back inside his house for something. And the woman again speaks up, Who else could it bloody be? He shows up in town right at the same time these all start showing up. He's the painter. Someone with some skill must have done these. And Scott Nest Dakota says, that came in handy. Do it again. <laughs> Do it again. Take it back. I love I love the variety of the cards here. Because both the re-roll's nice, but the power you had that first time was super neat too. 
cut through the fog. I'm fine, but I left my head spinning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, situational and cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm, <laughs> I could have, for all you know, done the chalk drawings. Anyone could have done them. Anyone that's possessed by a mad fever could have drawn anything. And then some guy, like, uh, like sort of at the back of this group, like, he said he's doing the chalk drawings! You could be doing the chalk drawings. I'm not doing the chalk drawings! Well, he's not doing the chalk drawings either. I'm doing the chalk drawings. <laughs> I'm doing the chalk drawings! You see how- What the hell is going on? <laughs> you see how stupid your argument sounds? No, not really! Go home, then. Think about it. <laughs> Read a book. Someone make me a diplomacy. Just confuse them until they leave. <laughs> and then put their Spartacus until they disperse. Someone's gonna roll it. I'll no. roll it. Who, anyone who Intimidate can roll it, like, you, you all, almost all you participated in this. You can give me a diplomacy from whoever. Okay. Mm -mm. 12 plus 10. 22. 22. 2 plus 7. 9. Critical failure. So that's a failure. 20. 20? You aided? No, no, so that's a 20 total. Because you can only have one aid. Oh, you're aiding. Oh, okay. Yes. So it's, <laughs> yes. I'll allow it. So, that, that, <laughs> so both die at the same time. Like. So 20 total is what you Wait, get. That was an aid. You were aiding. That's what yes. you were doing. You were aiding. Yes. It's 12 plus 10 plus 1? Minus, minus one. Oh, minus 1. She made it worse. So 21. 21, yeah. <laughs> and that was kind of like... I'm aiding. What? And they're all just sort of confused. But like the confusion kind of replaces the angry. And they'll just sort of like scratching their heads. Like, I don't really get the logic there. What you're going for. Go but home and think about it. Huh. Okay. It's a good and they just kind of wander off. Like, yeah. just, I mean, it's, you have done enough to break this like surge of anger. This like this actual, again, the mob mentality is a super real thing. And as that starts falling apart and getting replaced by anything else, it, they, they don't get back into it. Like, they're still upset. And the, that woman on her way out, I'm telling you, he's the one doing all this, putting these things up around town. Well, if he is, we'll take care of it. You bloody well better. But I don't want you to have innocent blood on your hand if he isn't. Whatever. And she leaves. And the guy comes back out, and he's holding an... An umbrella, like, upside down, just with, like, the handle out. It's got, like, a curved metal handle. I'm ter ah! terrified. Oh, they're gone. Wonderful. Uh, I, my saviors, I suppose. Uh, um, he just sort of tosses it in the house and steps out onto the porch. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you for your timely rescue. My name is Lelwyn. Lelwyn Hasek. It's uh, a pleasure to meet you. To whom do I owe? The, my pleasure. <laughs> Good Samaritans and good, good a Samaritans. town guard. Good Samaritans. I, I heard that. Well, I had heard that the guards in town were, were all but gone. Kind of Pretty much. Up the fortress. Is something, something funny? <laughs> Are you okay? We lost them. He has a yeah. medical condition. Oh, he does. Uh, he does look rather off. Yeah. But, uh, Under the don't, weather. Don't talk about it around him. He's sensitive about it. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. I. I uh, well. Uh, oh no! Please, my 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 manners. Um, he just kind of reaches out to where the blood's still kind of run down his head. I'm going to fetch a poultice. Would, would you like to come inside for a moment? Sure. And, uh, he kind of, he so heads exciting. back yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and leads the group of you into, it's not a huge cottage, 
But for the cottages in Thrushmore, I mean, it's a little above average. It's got a fairly well-appointed little living space here, throughout which you can see, having met Winter and lived with her for several days, very clear several signs of Therasma around. Uh, there's also a litany of art supplies scattered throughout the room. Paints, pencils, Is there inks. a lot of chalks? No chalks that you see. Uh, a whole lot of various canvases set up on easels that are in various stages of production. A lot of bits of paper that look like they have stenciled out ideas and plans and designs on them. And as you all come in, one of these very much catch your attention. There is, set on an easel at the far end of the room, a canvas landscape that's still kind of in the sketch phase, but it's four figures. Big, orcish head, mm. and even just with the bust, you can see hulking muscles. A tiny little gnome. A hobgoblin. Mm. And a very average-looking guy. Um, I want to... <clears throat> so, typically with professional art, like very experienced artists, they have their own unique style that you can't really shake unless you try actively. Right. Seeing the fresco, or not the fresco, but seeing the graffiti on the warehouse wall, I got a pretty good idea of a style compared to his rough sketches, anything he has completed. I want to see if I can match that up. With what you can see in here, even without any kind of like artistic knowledge, it's seemingly abundantly apparent to you that he is not drawing the frescoes on the walls. They don't look remotely similar. Uh, even the things he has in the sketches, in the sketch phase, or that are just like diagrams of like shapes and plots, don't look anything like what you saw on the uh, the warehouse wall. It's not a similar style at all. Not to mention again, you don't see any chalks or anything like that. The man returns in a uh, few moments, holding a uh, little poultice of uh, cloth up to his head. You, know, you can see a bit of water condensation dripping down from. Oh. It caught me right fair with that rock, I must say. Rocks make well, uh, sorry, uh, apologies for all the clutter. I find myself very busy recently. I'm working mm. on a, a fairly massive project for the for Esmond Chapel here in town. To be honest, uh, artist's workshop Ooh. is kind of relaxing in its own way. Really? Well, you see uh, a process. Fellow patron of the arts, then, are you? Sort of. So I picked it up recently. Mm. Uh, do you have a particular style that you favor? Or a uh, I've only medium? I actually only have experience with chalk. Now that you have a moment to look at this guy here alone in his room, he is uh, very clearly a half-elf. The extremely elongated pointed ears give that away, but he does not have the horrifying demon eyes of a Pathfinder I elf. I love him. So, I vaguely see Adam Sandler. I, <laughs> He's ruined now. He's a I, new, art, new art. I kind of see it. <laughs> oh, I hate it. I haven't finished describing him, but you have ruined my life. Yes. <laughs> He's a. Uh, he's got his black hair kind of pulled back away from his forehead into a, a ponytail that's like pretty far down his neck, and a very well kempt little goatee that comes out to a bit of a puff on his chin. His eyes, uh, notably, are gray. The iris is completely lacking color, uh, almost just like a transition from the white into the black of the pupil. And apparently, he looks kind of like Adam Sandler. <laughs> he's played by. You have. 
You have just... Why have you done this? <laughs> Dreamcast. I would never in my life have arrived there myself, but now that you've said it, I yep. it yeah. hurts me. Yeah. That I can't say you're wrong. <laughs> so, Elf and Sandler. Uh, Elf and Sandler. Just sort of looking at you. Well, uh, I, I, I could offer you some, some tea or some coffee, some, some, some biscuits or something. I know it's getting fairly late. You probably have things to Actually, do. Actually, uh, well, I'm... Interested in that piece right yep. over there, mm-hmm. the one that you're sketching with the four figures in it. He looks at it. And he looks at us. Yeah, we caught that conclusion. What do you think, Easy? That could be anybody. It could, well, the, oh, the human. Could be anybody. The human is clearly anybody. Yeah. Completely average. That's that's uncanny. This. Uh... Hold on, and he moves over to the canvas, and he he, he takes that one. And takes it off the easel and lays it on the ground underneath two others. I, I, this is something I've, I've been working on for a little while—a bit of a personal project, really. I have to keep the passion flowing around the things that pay the bills. It's <laughs> yeah. part of a part of a triptych, actually. And he sets it up in a display with two others, and you can see the little just bits of implied shape and detail kind of behind you guys flow in a little bit to the other two portraits that are a bit further progressed. And those two portraits look like a pair of cities that blend together on their borders. Two clearly different styles of construction. They still do not look much like, uh, they don't literally look like Xandalus' sketches or like the things you saw on the warehouse. One of them is strange. The buildings themselves don't seem to follow any rhyme or reason or logic in their shapes. Uh, many of them at odd angles with each other, many of the buildings not even square, favoring towards triangles or pentagonal shapes in their construction. The other of the cities is dense. Uh, it looks almost like the streets of Absalom, where you can see paths between buildings packed side by side by side, absolutely sharing walls. Uh, and these narrow roads, the only passable space, all like spokes out of a central point further into the painting where there was a huge triangular tower looming up from the center of this and a smaller more of a pyramid at the center of the other that is rather peculiar but now that now that you mention it this let me let me let me explain my, my process a little bit i suppose i am uh well, I'm a painter by trade primarily, but I do quite enjoy the, the pencils and the inks of the canvas sometimes. And I like to depict things that I, well, things that I see in my, my sleep and my dreams. Esoteric fields and strange visions and faces and figures that you, well, up until this moment, I'd say would never meet in real life and quite possibly, most likely, don't even exist. But there's, there's no mistaking it. That it is you. Oh, um. Had new strange, dream, strange dreams. <laughs> Dreams are always strange, are they not? That's why I find them so fascinating. We've completely skipped introductions. I apologize. I have. I've... I have been. Well, this, this, you appearing now before me. This is this is uncanny. This is unbelievable. This is this is taking my very manners from me. As I said, Lowen Hesek, and to, to whom do I have the pleasure of of meeting? I Michael. thought you were the famous painter Elfin Sandler. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, well, well, I'm just trying to make a cannon. <laughs> uh, I'm Lelwyn. having fun with this. Lelwyn, Lelwyn. 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 I um like 
L-E-L. wipe off my hand on my, on my jacket and just, you can call me MD. And he's got like a very gentle, almost dead fishy kind of handshake. You need you know, to toughen up that handshake. That's what he does. It's like clammy and everything. He's got tiny little fragile hands. He's like got a p- he's got hard hands. <laughs> Trey Huglum. Trey Huglum. Mm-hmm. Indeed. I'm Cammy. Cammy. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. Easy. Uh, Easy. Well, I, I thank all of you now, not only for your uh, timely arrival, for my, my salvation, but for my inspiration spawned into the flesh. This, you know, I, I've heard stories sometimes from traveling soothsayers and you know, the like that uh, our dreams mean something. That those who can read the dreams, the fates, the way things intersect, they, they supposedly have purpose. They, they, they have reason. There's logic to them. But I didn't think it was well quite this literal. <laughs> yeah. Uncanny. Absolutely uncanny. <laughs> Make sure you get the chameleon. Oh, yeah. There's Actually, if you could lift this thing and, uh, up for just a second, and Blue will come skittering uh, up on top of my head and shoot out, like, across the room <laughs> tongue. <laughs> 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 That's that manual dexterity coming up. I'm just going to patch up his. This is when you should be wearing your 3D glasses on the screen. um, Wow. uh, Thank you again. I've scant known guards with magic. Then again, I've scant known guards, so. um, Of your stature. I'm the only guard. Ah, I see. Uh, Off duty, I suppose, then. I'd heard that, yeah, like, like, as I said, I'd heard the gods were all shuttered away. Something about finances or whatever the woes of a mismanaged town, but... You don't uh, get paid, you don't work. Yeah, that's fair enough and understandable. It was, no, 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 yeah, no. It was certainly narrower. You, you know, they... My nose? This? <laughs> Your nose is fine. Can oh, I... God. <laughs> Can I ask a favor of you? For, for which, of course, you will receive compensation. If I could spare a few hours of your time over the coming days to, to sit for me so that I could finish this properly. Now that I have, unbeknownst to me until just now, the subjects of my dreaming images, mm. I could fill in the details properly. I could, I could fix this. And I, you can tell yeah, us about mm-hmm. the dreams. Have this side. I could. I'd be more than willing to share. And, of course, pay. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, I skipped your introduction entirely, Lelwyn Hasek. I'm Marius. Marius. kind of wave. Uh, I must admit, you're not familiar to me, but a pleasure to make your acquaintance as well. You were as much a part of my save, uh, saving as the rest of these fine folk. But, uh, uh I'm afraid I must specify that this particular offer oh, does, that, does that, not that's, extend that's, that's uh, to That's you. fine. We can well, see what the next few days hold. Of course. We've just come back to town and don't know what needs to be taken care of. And it's a fair shake of, I imagine, what I will offer is fantastic pay for simply some of your time in my boudoir painting these up properly. Ten gold ahead. Ooh. Yep, sounds good to me. Good a week's pay for many in this town, possibly even more. So, you are residents of Darshmoor? I don't recognize any of your faces, but then again, I have only been here about a week. Only two of us. Fair enough. Yeah. Now, what brings you to town? I'm a resident. No, you said you were a guard, correct. But the the rest of you. We're just... Cammy will kind of look over to MD, kind of like... Bit of a secret. They're taking care of local business. I certainly don't mean to pry. Um, No big deal. Oh, let me fetch some tea and biscuits, please. 
Uh, make yourselves comfortable as you can. Uh, and he moves over and picks up a couple of like rolls of paper and scrolls and some supplies and clears off like a little couch and a chair and the sides. This is some kind very of, dramatic music. Very dramatic kind of, music. <laughs> I kind of like just get down on the ground and sit on the ground so I'm closer to her head. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Cam? Uh, are we going to tell him? That's Cause... entirely up to you. Well, because if he just got here, then... I mean, anybody else out there? They, the guy, the 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 tavern keeper Emmett. He said he didn't know anybody who went to Briarstone, but he knows. He obviously knows you. Um, somebody here probably sent us to Briarstone in the first place, but he couldn't have if he just got here. No. And he's he already knows us <sighs> through the dreams. We can tell him. Uh, it could be something like what happened with Xandalus, but less. Man. I'm not really sure what to do. He's an odd sort, but a little over the place. Yeah, but having someone we can confide in that isn't our group or Winter or anyone else that can help us kind of keep an ear to the ground. What were you going to say? It, it was the, the count that was interested in Xandalus' art, right? Yes. Do you think he's expressed interest in his art, too? I don't know. It says he's here to paint a fresco in the church. I wonder who commissioned that. Yeah. The church or the count? We can ask. But first, I think we should tell him our circumstance. Oh. Tell someone. Like the amnesia and stuff? Tell him about the dreams and everything that's happened. About to that us. time, he comes back out, and he has a little <laughs> tray in one hand and a bottle and a few cups in the other. He says, "Well, while the, while the tea is ready, how about some wine?" And well, uh, I hope you have plenty. We're about to tell you a story. Oh well, I'm I'm keen to hear it. Honestly, I I don't really know what to make of this entire situation. But not only did I see you in my dreams, and not only do you really exist, you were drawn to me and to this little cottage that the church has let me. Not only just at all, but also at the exact moment that you were. That mob seemed like they were fair ready to rip me apart. And he lays down a little tray with a bunch of little, like, scones, basically sitting around it. Mm. Two little things of an orange and a purple jam and a little dusting of powdered sugar across the top, and then puts the wine bottle and enough cups for the whole room. I'm down next all to it. about the scones. <laughs> um, do you have a blank sheet that I can borrow to draw on? And a pencil. Many. I'm eager to see your talents. It's it's <laughs> rare in my travels to a uh, hamlet such as this to meet someone else who was properly inclined into the artistic ways. It's uh, meek talents, but it is enough. Okay. Meek talents grow into beautiful trees, my friend. And he turns and grabs a little scroll and a couple of pencils and hands them to you. Okay. Um, I guess MD is just going to take the lead and start telling the story. He's going to be drawing out faces of the people he can remember um, and the things that he's seen, the doppelgangers, the ghouls, every, like, this quick Are sketches. Are telling him just, like, everything? I'm telling him. Unless they stop me at any specific point and say, don't say that. It's I'm not just, like it's a secret. I'm telling him the whole story from amnesia to okay. everything that's happened because it's heavily involved in dreams. You guys could use a friend. 
we could use a friend and you know what <laughs> this guy sees this guy's guy. the first guy <laughs> you guys came out of briarstone asylum at the start of today's session thinking hey we're free from the nightmare and immediately found someone else connected. walls covered in the same art as Andalus was seeing this guy who was seeing the four of you in his dreams it's not over it's never over it's never over but you fill him in on like everything uh after a couple of minutes you hear the kettle screeching, and he quickly excuses himself to go bring that in. Uh, brings the wine back with him, brings the kettle out, and you eat through some scones and drink through some drink while you explain everything that has happened to all of you so far. Uh, I'm assuming including that you all are complete amnesiacs. Yeah. You yeah. do not remember anything before like a couple days ago. Yeah. He listens, uh, occasionally asking questions about various things, uh, showing a particular interest in maybe perhaps understandably Zandalus and his art especially pertaining to how similar it is to what's been showing up here in Thrushmore at the end of your tale which I imagine takes some time yeah so <laughs> much growing to, to a, a sleepless a share. Yeah. it is probably like the sun is is gonna set <laughs> while you're sharing with your new buddy Hasek here they're sleepless they'll be up <laughs> this is a vivid story. Your gift of art may not very well lie with uh, pen and paper, but with wordcraft. Hmm. You spin an engrossing tale, though you have incredible material to work with, if all this is true. Well, I suppose the unfortunate part of all of this is that I'm out one of my commission pieces. I was supposed to meet with Administrator Elegé Lissandro a few times next week to prepare a portrait for her to hang in the halls of Bradstone Asylum, but... Uh, I guess that's not going to happen then. That's okay. This project is big enough. It should be good enough. It should justify my time coming out of Thrushmore, at least. Hmm. You could paint a portrait of me if you want. Oh, I very much do. I want to finish this triptych of mine. It's something that speaks to me, and I think it's, it's really going to speak to others as well once it's finished. Now, I must admit, I feel like something perhaps is lost in translation going from these strange shapes seen through the fog of a dream to proper sitting subjects, but... It's something I must explore, even now that I have the opportunity. Okay. Well, this is an incredible tale you have woven, my friend, but I'm not really sure what to say to it, or any way that I can aid. I, I am new in this town. I've arrived just to paint this chapel. They've hired me and given me a pair of cottages, one to stay and one to use in the studio, but I will admit I haven't found much use for the other. I mostly stay here. What sleep I can find between my works is on this very floor, mm -hmm. often. Uh, so you're if you've all just arrived here from Thrushmore you don't have places to stay you could use the other cottage if you wish <laughs> the least great. I can offer for saving me from that mob that sounds good to me yeah, it's, right across, it's right across the way it's that, uh, and he just points out like a front window that he has literally that building right there <laughs> it's, it should be big enough for the five of you to rest in uh, some of you will have to share bunk space of course but it has three separate chambers that sounds good if any other mob shows up again, we'll be right next door. So right on the doorstep. My savior's yeah. close at hand. And if you have any more dreams involving us... I'll be certain to let you know. Please. This... This is interesting. This was all just a simple painting, something I was putting together seemingly of my own volition, something that just spoke to me when I slept, but it seems like it's it's so much more than that. This, this work, this art is going to be something. There will be my masterpiece. This is going to mean something. It's... I... 
have so much more work to do on this. I don't just need to capture your likenesses as they are, but I need to capture the essence, the very essence of what you have seen, of this experience of Bryastown, these dreamscapes, the, the woe you have been through, the confusion, the loss. It must be quite a project indeed. But I can't get too distracted from my work for the church, not until I'm done with that. How long will you be in Thrushmore? For the foreseeable future. Never enough. Then there's no hurry. Well, um, let me quickly, uh, one moment, and he stands up and heads into the back real quickly. I can fetch the keys for that cottage across the way, and you can make yourselves comfortable. And he shouts from the back and then comes back around with a, uh, a small little rot key on a simple chain. Here you go. Mine. I, <laughs> it's your cottage now. Okay. I tried yeah. to tell the priestess there was no necessity so much for the two buildings, but she was a very generous sort. I wanted to make sure I had all the space possible to properly capture the glory of their worship and their gray lady. But, well, I see no better use for it than to give it to my saviors. We and own property. <laughs> I don't think we own well, property. Well, temporarily. We are borrowing property from a man who's borrowing it from the church, which is two steps removed from ownership. You don't have... <laughs> you don't have homes elsewhere? Who knows? Well, we know place. that he does. Yeah, your inheritance. I do somewhere. I'm sure you either have your parents or your inherited properties. We don't You wouldn't remember. remember. You wouldn't remember. We not even remember. that. Not even the basis things that you've found. Yeah, to be honest with you, this is the first house I've been in in recent memory. This is such an interesting story. I hadn't thought about parents. Such a unique yeah. world. Family. Well, hmm. Zon seems to have sat during our tale, and uh, <laughs> I... I will not hold you much longer. You have done right by me, and well, hopefully uh, by these simple hors d'oeuvres and this place to stay for now, I have aided you as I can. And in the coming days, if you find yourselves with some spare time, please come by as you can. Oh, Let are me you put to the canvas these inks, these pens, and capture your likeness properly and fix these couple of things that I have seen wrong. Would you do us a favor? Because you can capture likeness. If we can describe a pair of individuals who accosted us today to you, can you like make a wanted poster for them? And then we could blame the paintings on that. We could blame the Hachak thing on that. I could certainly try, though this sort of reference witness art is a very different skill set than what I usually have. Tolman was really good at it. I, yeah, I really work well from vision. I paint these dreams and from references and all these Phrasman texts for this church, mm. for example, or portraiture, like I was going to do for the administrator. I'm not as good at perhaps just parsing simple description. The detail is lost, and there's, there's so much the mind mm. has to fill in, and then I, I work and I go, and it's it's okay. beautiful, don't, don't get me wrong, okay. but it's it's not always the, the recognition that they were looking for. It's uh, It doesn't have to be a mask. I was just trying to clear your name, but it's fine. We'll figure it out. I mean, we could certainly... I would be willing to give it an attempt. We could just find them and bring them here. Yeah. Mm. True. Well, we can, we can give it a try. We can find mm -hmm. something. I, Do that. Uh, I, I would like to have the guard back. <laughs> I, uh, I've never seen them here. They've been gone for as long as I've been here, but... This is the things that happens in these little hamlets when you let the people just run themselves unpoliced. The rabble. I'll be figuring out about that tomorrow. They're angry well, and upset over Sleep well, my friends. Mm -hmm. Sleep well and soundly in fine beds for a day's work well done. Well, fine beds for most of you. I think there's only a pair of them in there. Uh, but there should be plenty of couches and cushions and plush rugs. I can sleep on rocks right now. Well, Back, that's all we've been doing for the past five days. The good news is that you won't have to. Pleasant evening, Tali. I look forward to our continued work. Have a good evening. All right, see you. 
the group of you head out. Cabin Just time. A couple of feet across, and you have camping. the greatest thing Glamping. you could possibly have asked for. A door. A place to sleep. <laughs> so good. You unlock the door. It's a simple building with a single hall to the middle and doors on both sides. Uh, you could walk straight through the front and out the back if you wished. But on either side of this hallway, there are a set of one door on one end and two on the other that lead to what's meant to be a seating area and two little private chambers, both of which have a single bed in them. But there are couches, there's cushions, there are blankets, there are rugs. It is well appointed. It's, as you said, managed by the Frasman Church. So it's comfortable. Mm. It's nice. <laughs> it's not in Briarstone Asylum. Yeah. 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 Cammie runs right in and just grabs a pillow and just starts rubbing her face. <laughs> She's like, All ah, right. yeah, yes! <laughs> Cammie's chamber, Easy's chamber. The three of us can just be in the. You give room. each of these. These guys get their yeah. private suite. There's a, a hallway bed. right here. <laughs> Walks <laughs> to the door, face plants. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We can't fall asleep because we need to meet with Winston. <laughs> <It's, laughs> I think it's too late for that. Oh, no. The sun by this point has set. The sun is no longer visible. The last vestiges of its light on the horizon, streaking the oranges and pinks across the sky, but it is late now. Good news is your house is not far from the sleepless agency, so you can get there in the morning. Yeah. Jimmy's yeah. rolling around, like, up and down the bed, around. <laughs> but you all go ahead and take to... one of the blankets from Cammy's bed. <laughs> I'm, I'm not feeling uh, too sleepy. I'm gonna go out for a little walk. I'll be back uh -huh. you know, in a couple hours. A couple hours? Are yeah. you going places? Going places. Okay. He needs a midnight snack. Everyone's laying down, and Marius is going on a bit of a journey that I don't think he feels the need to detail right now, yeah. if I'm reading you correctly. Yeah. Or do you wish to? Um, I mean, how far away was that cemetery? <laughs> oh, my gosh. What? He's hungry. He's a hungry, hungry boy. Hungry, hungry you? Boys. Not far. Not far. Big, oh, you are right next to it. Oh, perfect. These are the church's cottages. It's literally that Open building right there. It's like li it's like living. You can see it out your window. It's like living in a CC's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're in the church's little properties for places like this, so you are in that little cluster. What a wonderful oh, coincidence. What's good. the name of that fermented, like, Stormstromung or something? Like, it's yeah. been buried I know you're for talking a while. About, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. It's, just, it's just a whole bunch of fermented food waiting for him. I mean, there We're could be something fresh. Crime, the town. It's, you don't know. It's graffiti, rave robbing. <laughs> it's not they, grave the robbing. The corpses are just gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're robbed. They're still in the corpses. So we know what Marius is doing. No, we don't. Uh, we can know make what an Marius educated is guess. doing. <laughs> and the rest of you finally get to settle in for the first nice, warm sleep. You can remember. Drag Trey into the other chamber. Just the scraping of metal across the floor. <laughs> yeah, it's pipes. It rolls. It's like when they push the big blocks for the pyramids. Get him. He's just rolling get him into the other the chamber. Floor. Get a pillow. Put under. His, put him under his head and just get his armor off of him so he can sleep comfortably. Sometime later, surely Marius would return. I'm not sure either anyone in this house would notice. I think you guys would be a level of unconscious that probably shouldn't be physically possible. But you know, deserved, earned, and dare I say, wanted. A little wash basin next to the next to where we're sleeping that has a little note says for Marius. <laughs> a little rag. Just wash my hands. <laughs> and with that, as you all get a very nice restful sleep. It's also this. No dreams? 
well, normal dreams. Could probably be, have you might PTSD. Sleep so deeply you get nothing. Anything, whatever you. It's it's normal. There's no effects. It's just however Cammy would sleep, in a regular bed, rolled up in her blankets, warm. All the pillows on the ground. And mostly safe. Imagine just all her pillows on the ground, the blanket <laughs> halfway off, covering one foot. <laughs> the end of our first episode of Strange Aeons Chapter Two. Almost. In the night, one of you would wake up. Easy. Laying in your bed, completely unconscious. You would be awoken by a weight. Something like a like a It's the cat. Like a huge cat <laughs> climbing on your chest, but but something heavier. And as you kind of struggle to wake up, the sleep in your eyes, you don't know what time it is, but it is late. You feel cold metal press against your neck. This wakes you up pretty quick. As you open your eyes, you see the window next to your bed open. A little shim jammed under it to pry open the lock. And a figure crouching on your chest holding you down with a knife to your throat. I'm just house-sitting. This, is, this isn't my place. You can't make out anything about them. They're clad in leather armor and a dark cloak with a hood drawn up and a mask almost completely covering their face. Put a finger to their lips. And then gesture to the open window. And then slowly move off you, keeping the knife in your throat. Okay. Alright. I go. He's been celebrity napped. <laughs> and that is what we'll end today's session. <gasps> that kidnapping was easy. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us for a new season, a new chapter of Strange Aeons, a new studio around us. And we'll see you next week because Strange Aeons is back, baby. Next Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern time, same as we've always been. And if you want a little bit of extra Pathfinder before that, we're going to be back in this studio Monday evening at 7 Eastern with another episode of Solely Over Here's campaign, Malevolamps, Malevolamps. where we do the seat tradey thingy, and she sits over here and runs the game, and I sit over there and uh, cause familial strife. That's <laughs> pretty much my <laughs> yeah. job in that one. The Adventures of the Newman of Family. Oh, we got the Malevolence theme song. The Adventures Ooh. of the oh. Newman of Family. Throughout a very, very horrible mansion. We're going round two with Brain Crab, baby! We're going to win this time. <sighs> Enjoy your weekends, everybody. Hopefully, we'll see you Monday. Again, we'll be back next Saturday. I'm pumped for more Aeons. <laughs> Goodbye, friends. <laughs> Stay safe. Bye.